Hey everyone, Rafe here. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Faces and Feels. Uh, before we jump straight into the episode, I just wanted to hit you with a quick public service announcement. Uh, promotion that's near and dear to my heart, Deathmatch Down Under, Australia's premier deathmatch wrestling company, is currently in a, the midst of a big funds drive to try and establish their own venue in Melbourne, Victoria. Now, this is a really exciting concept for me, though I don't live in Melbourne, the idea of them having a place to put on shows regularly, to stream on IWTV, to put out more content, to help develop talent, all the things you can do when you have uh, your own location seems like a really, really exciting prospect to me. Uh, if you look at somewhere like H2O Wrestling run by Matt Tremont, that's a perfect example of what can be accomplished when you have a space like that. I imagine booking venues and doing things like that and selling the idea of bringing a deathmatch company to your venue isn't always the easiest thing to do. And so, yeah, they're trying to get that done uh, and they really want to make it happen this year. But in order to make that a reality, they really need your help. So please head over to 3011arena.com.au. That is 3011arena.com.au to check out all the ways you can help. They've got all sorts of packages um, and nothing goes unrewarded. So there's various tiers starting from as little as $10 making your way all the way up to $1,000 with perks and merch and uh, being part of the mural, being literally a part of the fabric of the venue, free tickets to shows. All of these things are available uh, and you'll be helping a great cause and helping a great community that they're building over there in Melbourne. So please check out 3011arena.com.au and support Deathmatch Down Under. And with that said, let's jump into the show. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by a very special guest, a regular on the show and an all-round friend and good person, and I was going to have some kind of line, but I didn't know what it was, but SPO's the best, and here he is. How you going, man? <laughs> Thank you, man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This is Appreciate all very impromptu. We decided to do this like yo. five minutes ago, so yo. <laughs> no, yeah, I made a tweet about it. You saw it. I did. Um, and there are people, you know, listening might have saw it too, but yeah, literally walked in the door, and well, hold on. First and foremost, I was literally on the road back from the two shows we're going to talk about yeah. today. So, so tell me how long and that commute is, really. So um, it was, let's see, about 11 hours um, from there to Louisville, where yeah. I live. Mm -hmm. um, and then Shiny Shoes, that's who I rode with. Yeah. Because uh, once John canceled, it kind of threw a, a, a wrench into, you know, my plans a little bit. So mm -hmm. uh, thank God. And this is why I said my savior on Twitter. Thank God for Shiny Shoes. He went, he was not going through kentucky at all and he actually came through and scooped me up oh wow. um because uh, he was already going up there mm -hmm. um you know he was booked and yep. so 
Uh, and I'm so glad to have him around, man. Shiny Shoes is, was one of my favorite refs before I was, like, around him as much as I've been recently. But now he's been showing up and helping out and, you know, earned his spot. And um, But, yeah, he came through, scooped me up. And uh, he, after he drop, drops me off, he has another two and a half, I think, three hours to go. Yeah, yeah. So for oh, him, wow. it was about 14 to 15. Jeez, <laughs> but, what a legend. I, I know you were saying that you were driving, like, the last – the last leg there, yeah, pumping on energy drinks. Was he, Only like, getting some sleep, like, so he well, could finish? Hold on. Because on the way there, yeah. he did the whole thing Whoa. on his own. Bro, and I'm, like, telling him, I'm, like, bro, you know, I'll help you out, man. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. if you need to help you out. And I stayed up with him for most of it, but, like, I got off work. or I had I'd gone to work at 5 o'clock in the morning because mm-hmm. uh, I work at 5, 5.30 in the morning, like, real early. And, uh, and I had actually went into work, got off. Uh, packed my stuff and then pretty much, you know, left to go meet shoes more or less. Yeah. Didn't really get a nap in or anything. So I was, you know, pretty tired and I think I might've dozed off for a small little portion of the trip. And, uh, and every time I did, I woke up and apologized cause I'm like, dude, like, how are you fucking doing this? You yeah, know, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's, that's like, fucking the real said, no, shit. Fine, bro. I'm cool. But on the way back, yeah, he, he was feeling it. And, uh, cause we actually uh, stuck around to go to, the Jets uh, Baltimore Ravens game oh, uh, football game. That's awesome. With uh, with Ryan. Uh, oh yeah, yeah uh, weapons master Ryan. Oh, uh, weapons and, uh, master yeah, Ryan. So, yeah, yeah, man, it was it was uh, so sweet. Uh, the cool thing about it because I don't really root for either team. I don't watch sports really much anyway. But like, um, the cool thing about it was uh, the Ravens quarterback at the moment. Um, his uh, I guess college alumni is you know Louisville. The University of Louisville, where I live, and I, I'm a big Cardinal fan. So, be, to be able to see Lamar Jackson play live, you know, and shout out to Ryan for hooking us up, and, you know, and, and inviting me because uh, I wasn't really a part of the plan, like I was saying. But yeah, uh, it ended up being an epic weekend. Besides the two shows we're going to talk about, which were like stupid, like just ridiculous, some of the craziest stuff I've ever experienced. Like when I tell you that Casey Kirk pop that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Is literally probably one of the loudest pops I've ever heard in my career. So no matter man. crowd size, like mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it was it was an epic epic weekend. Um, literally, I messaged you when we were probably uh, a few hours out, and I was just like, because uh, I think I saw you were up, and I, and oh, you had just posted about the uh, the the um, the heater episode, yes, the preview. Mm-hmm. For the for the ETU show, yeah, you had just posted about it, and so I hopped in your inbox and I said, uh, "Hey man, I really want to talk about this weekend, so I'm hitting you up first. <laughs> and then we were <laughs> so, trying to organize it for the whole week, and it was like yeah. nothing was lining up. And I had just walked nothing in the door, up. and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I could just fucking do it now. And you're like, Let's go! <laughs> so yeah, like, I quickly hey, I watched the final, the and we're I'm in up. business. Yeah, yeah, let's fucking get <laughs> so, it popping. Let's uh, do it. <laughs> um, I got to, I got to say, man, uh, I love to hear like when you guys are doing these long drives and you know going to all these places when you you take the time to see stuff and extra stuff because for a lot of guys it can be you know in out constant business and stuff and I oh, think it's super important to take that time. I've spoken about yeah, Oren about it on length. You know what I mean about going. Okay, well we're here anyway. This is the experience. Let's just stay that little bit of extra time. Let's go to a game or let's do something else and like make yeah. the most of it. And then the whole thing makes it worthwhile, you know, experience. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's something that I've been trying to make a point to do more mm-hmm. uh, because I would say uh, 60 to maybe even 70% of my bookings are, you know, pull up, 
you know, do the job, go home. You know what I mean? Um, Boston almost felt like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But, like, uh, there was a uh, – actually, the last time we were in Newark, um, afterwards, uh, myself and the Murdochs and uh, and Danny and uh, Packing Princess, we all had went to the boardwalk after the fact, um, mm-hmm. like the same boardwalk that they filmed the MTV Jersey Shore and all that stuff on. I can't remember what it's called off the top of my head because I didn't watch that show. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but, like, it was funny because I remember John at one point pointing out, like, oh, that's the T-shirt store from the – the, the Jersey Shore Jersey show, Shore. and I'm like, oh, wait, we're on that boardwalk? Like, yeah, yeah, they, all there? yeah, yeah exactly. Hey, I'm pretty awesome. sure Ronnie Ford a dude right there. Like, <laughs> I had no clue. Like, I, I just was like, oh, we're at a cool boardwalk in Jersey. We went to a, a water park that was down there, mm-hmm. like, you know, hanging out with, with Danny and, and the Murdochs all day. Like, it was just awesome. Like, yeah. uh, and we took that extra day to actually do something, you yeah. know what I mean? And, uh, That's awesome. uh, when we have like extra, we had an extra day down in Texas when we were in San yes. Antonio. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of us walked around downtown, went to the Alamo, you know, Larry, all of us, we all went down there. Like whenever we're, we're able to do stuff like that. Yeah. It's, it's so much better just because like, that's a big reason why I do, you know, yeah. why I travel like I do is because I, I want to see new towns and see places and like, you know, it's cool driving into the town and being like, oh, like, I've seen pictures of this place. And now here's the actual skyline in my, you know, mirror. I mean, or in my front, you know, window uh, of the car. But, like, when you can actually get out and walk around and check it out, that's, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, and a big part of why I wanted to um, get booked in St. Louis as bad as I did. And now, you know, I work for a couple companies, Glory Pro being one of them and WrestleMax. Um, is because I have so much family there. And so, like, there's actually been, I could probably say a handful, maybe a little less than a handful, where I've actually went to St. Louis, stayed with my cousin for the weekend, you know, got to hang out with family, see them, kick it, because she's got five kids. So, you know, see all of them and hang out, you know, get Emo's Pizza, um, and then, you know, go to the show. Like, it was awesome, man. Like, it was a great time. So, um whenever I'm able to do that in St. Louis and see family at the same time, cause I don't get to see them enough. And that's where my dad's family's from. So yeah, uh, that that's a big, big a plus <laughs> plus. Oh, absolutely. And like, yeah. I, I was literally, you mentioned heater shout out hardway heater. Um, uh-huh. When we just did uh, our interview, which will be out in the coming weeks. Like we talked about like, he, he used to roadie for bands and stuff like that. And I used to be in a band for like a long time. And we both talk right. about the like the memories you always have, and not really so much the events and stuff. It's like the journey, right? It's like you know, right. being hungover and doing this, or sleeping on the floor here, <laughs> or like you know, all the shitty shit that makes it an adventure, right? And so, yeah. and, and I'm sure for you, and I, I know for you, it's like it, the adventure is is part of why you even do it, you know, like to yeah. explore and to go I'm, things and to travel, you know. We create like timeless moments in the ring. You know what I'm saying, like stuff that like people will never forget you know what i mean like this weekend with casey you know winning the belt like that was you know history making and everything but also like just the moment like you know we we do some really really cool shit in the ring but when we're able to do some cool shit outside of the ring it just makes it all you know yeah even more worth it exactly yeah. Just bringing it all out. Now that that's so right. awesome, man. That's so awesome. Well, it, let's, yeah. let's grip it and rip it. No, straight it really into, is. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah no, it truly is. Like yeah. it's, it's cool as shit because like I, there's even people that like, and I'm not going to shit on anybody, but there's people that like I, I'll talk to who just kind of do stuff in this area. 
who don't get to travel like I do. And I'm just like, yeah, man, we're going here next weekend or we're going there next weekend. And they're like, uh, yeah, that's cool. Like, yeah. you know, I so, but that. yeah, yeah, that's a whole other side. Too. <laughs> and, and like, because really anywhere you go is where, what you make it. You know what I mean? There's always things yeah. to find. There's always experiences to have. There's, you know, Absolutely. new venues. Like it's all part of yeah. part of the adventure, you know. But some people don't get that. Yeah. Some people are just in and out or whatever. And then it's just clocking in and clocking out. But I feel like if you make, yeah. make it an adventure, you're going to have a better time. Like some of our best traveling, you know, we, you and I have talked uh, about, you know, my wife uh-huh. and my trips through Japan and like the different things we've done. Yeah. We've done some fucking stupid shit, Vegas? man. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Vegas. Yeah, exactly. But like, like one of our most ridiculous fucking journeys we, we did and no, no joke. I, I can't even remember if I've talked about it on the show, but uh, we went to Yakushima Island, which is an Island off the coast of Japan where the, uh, all the artwork in the forest from an anime called princess Mononoke was was uh, inspired from the like the Ghibli guy drew all this stuff based around all these gnarled forests and stuff on this volcanic mountain, yeah. And so to get there, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can like catch a plane over there, it takes a couple of hours or whatever, or you can get in the cargo of a like uh, cargo ship, like you know, like a big courier. I don't know what it, freight containers and stuff. And just sleep on the floor for thirteen hours, and then, <laughs> and then you you get there. Like it goes to a certain point, you you sail for about seven hours, and then it stops in a port at another island for I don't know four or five hours, and then goes on to like the island. And we're like, obviously, we're going to do it the ridiculous long way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, to, how often yeah. do you get to sleep in a cargo hold? You know, I don't I don't Ooh. get to be fucking smuggled very often. So oh, <laughs> incredible to, on an island. Like, I would never uh, do it again. It was a fucking nightmare. But at least like you know we, we get to talk. About. There was like still, you're just sleeping on these kind of like thin like, mats. And dude, when I tell you there was like people just smoking everywhere and there was this old man having like night terrors in the other room just like ah! like just screaming yeah, in the middle of it was no. it was terrifying like yeah anyway let's talk about the shows <laughs> <laughs> right. how fucking yeah. like we've we've already talked for like 12 minutes so we haven't even touched on them so that's so. usually how we do right yeah i know fuck <laughs> i was oh. like we're going to we're going to you know hopefully be able to not do a 3 hour show but hell oh, fuck. <laughs> no we 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 got to we got to get it going my my wife is at stop yeah. take so i'm babysitting my new co-host everybody out there say hello to mochi the maltese i'll get a lick her lick the mic delicious so she's a new addition to the show, and I don't know what she's going to do. We've only had her for two days, so she might fuck this entire thing up, but we'll see how we go. Uh, bear with <laughs> us. Um, so just straight to Expect the Unexpected, I was stoked to see that you were refing this. Obviously, you, you've refed the other shows, your, your type of struggles, yeah. and the way they laid out this show was, you know, back-to-back at the Hart yep. Ballroom with ICW No Holds Barred. So great, you're already there. That's awesome. Um, and this tournament, bro, tell me a little bit about your sort of exposure to it and what you thought when you started to, you know, see the tournament uh, shaping up, started to see that fucking dope belt that they've designed. Right. Like, what what was your immediate impressions to the entire concept? Oh, I, I told Struggles, I, I'm going to find a way there. Uh, yeah. Because at the last one, I actually didn't get to do the last one. Uh, the second show, That's Ryan right. T had left um, and I was supposed to be there and we ended up not being able to get away to get me up there. Um, it was, you know, a whole travel issues and all that, but because I, I do live, you know, 10 hours away. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there was anybody coming from my area anyway, regardless, it doesn't matter. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was a situation with me not being able to get up there. So, um, <clears throat> however, the first one was, you know, one of my favorite experiences the past year that I've been a part of, like some of the matches from that first show, mm-hmm. uh, like are still, you know, uh, well, matter of fact, I, I did SCI recently mm-hmm. and I did, um, Billy and Masha part two, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, wow. And what was really cool about that is uh, Matt Griffin, after the fact, I had mentioned that to him. And he said, oh, see, and that's why I like the referees to do their own assignments because that way, you know, you guys know that shit. I don't know that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm. so, and uh, it, because, you know, I had mentioned to them, I was like, is that cool if I get that one just because I got the last one? They're like, oh, hell yeah, that's, that'd be cool. And uh, it was a wild, wild match. So not as crazy, like, you know, they beat the crap out of each other in that first one, but... Uh, the second one was like they went back and forth doing pinning combinations and you know all kind of stuff to and then the finish was just kind of out of nowhere. It was just an incredible second match. But yeah. um, and I imagine uh, with that kind of stuff, like you're prepared for it. You've already done the other match, so yeah. like you're kind of yeah. synced with them and you're familiar with them. It's like it's best right. I do this because it's gonna be crazy. Like <laughs> uh, kind of, but like also too, like I just like the continuity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like okay. It's cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as throughout history, if somebody's able to do every match, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, Bryce yeah. Still, Bryce Rensburg still refereeing some of Eddie's matches and shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, on the indies, it's kind of cool to me. You know what I mean? Um, but, like, yeah, just if you're able to still do stuff like that and, and make it happen, uh, and there's a chance to, to make it happen, I, I you know. Yeah, you I gotta like jump it. on it. Yeah, and absolutely. Like, it's it's the history there, on there's that. There's other referees. Like, in the same position where if I know that they've ref matches before, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. uh, I'll do the same thing, you know, just because, like, I, I love that continuity. It's cool. You and, know when, what I mean? and when you talk about two uh, talents like that, who knows how far they're going to go. And then people, oh, like, yeah, look, yeah. people like look back at their history and their sort of UI, you know, as, as it goes on and you're part of it, which is really cool. Right. But, yeah, but going back to ETU, that first show also, mm-hmm. um, ACH was a part of it. And, yes. you know, now with him, you know, uh, possibly bowing out uh, again oh, and, and wow. retiring, and he's he's been talking about, um, you know, not coming back, and uh, that's really, really? unfortunate. That I hope he, uh, you know, I hope he just gets well and is happy. Mm. Um, but like ACH is one of the best wrestlers on this planet. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, and so to to referee him and Jonah as part of that first ETU show with you know Jonah being his first match out of WWE, yeah, like. <laughs> Just, like, there was so much cool shit on that first ETU show. So, yeah. I, like, whenever Struggles was talking about a strap, you know, a, a belt, um, and then he told me the concept early before he was putting out the promos, uh, and I was just like, oh, dude, yeah, I, I'm going to be there. And he was like, he'd already kind of told me that they were talking about doing the double weekend and stuff. So I said, oh, cool. So I'll be here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, sweet. So, <laughs> that worked out sweet. Uh, yeah, also, I nice. mean, how crazy that you got to Matt, uh, do that Jonah match, like you said, first first match out of the WWE and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That motherfucker yeah. just beat Okada in the G1, bro. That's some, like, legendary, like, <laughs> Jonah's going he's places, bro. Good. Like, he's so good, he's man. So good. Like, so I don't understand how, or like, how they didn't see anything with him, you know, in the in the feds or whatever. But, like, stupid, he, he's fine. He's still doing his thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. but, yeah, so incredible, man. Jonah it was a blast to work with uh, in that ACH match. Um 
was one of my favorite matches. I actually, because, you know, uh, I don't know if, if you've seen it. I think I've sent a few to you before, but I, I go back and make music videos of mm -hmm. some of my, mm -hmm. you know, past matches and yep. stuff. And that was one of them I actually chopped up and edited. And I can't remember what song I put behind it, but I wish I could. Because normally what I try to do with those is I put um, friends of mine that I did music with back in Louisville, um, you know, back when I was doing music. Yeah. I'll put them as the background music on a lot of those. Yeah, that's and, cool. Uh, Give them a bit of a but, rub. Yeah. But yeah, I, I had chopped up the ACH Jonah match just because I had such a blast repping it that, uh, yeah, it was incredible, bro. Yeah, that's dope. And that, that, I mean, when you look at that first show and the second show and now this, these ETU shows are so well thought out. Um, Man. The oh, talent dude. selected, like, it's just from top to bottom so well done. And and this yeah, tournament, right. when, when Strug sent me, like, the, his initial sort of, like, thing, like, this is what I'm thinking about doing, I was like, fucking... Let's go. This is going to be amazing. Dude, yeah. And, like, whenever when everything started kind of getting pieced together and stuff and, like, you know, the card was kind of, I guess, finalized, not necessarily, like, the tournament matchups, but even, like, you know, the specialty matchups, what was going to be a part of it, uh, you know, the first T4 match, um, and, which I don't think that was announced until after. But, anyway, regardless. I didn't know about it until it happened, like, on the show. Okay. I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> no, that well, the T4 match was announced, but I think that it was one of the later things that was announced. Yeah. Uh, but um, but regardless, uh, the I know that the Dragon Gate match, that was announced, mm. you know, through a video and all that. And when that was announced, I was like, oh, okay, Shug was trying to do some shit, you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He said, whenever the pictures of the belt started coming out, that's when I really started to get hyped up. Because I said, that's beautiful. I, I, I to be To be fair... I know struggles, and he designed the American Deathmatch belt, the the world American Deathmatch belt, um, and and so I I kind of knew what to expect, but also <laughs> expect the unexpected, you know what I mean? And uh, that whole gimmick where, because like to kind of break the belt down, because um, I don't know if you saw at the end of that match, uh, the thing actually like popped open and I then it was swinging. I didn't. I didn't notice that then, but I do know the mechanism. Struggles was showing me stuff he, okay, like so well before it okay. got built, and and I was like, "That is the fucking coolest idea!" Does, like okay. that dragon well, gate. Yeah. So for yeah. people, yeah, for people listening, there's a, a a little lock type gimmick that is on the uh, belt, and when you twist it and turn it, the uh, the ETU plate opens up. And inside of it, there goes a nameplate of who's the current champion at that time. Yeah, is it uh, um, is it paper in there? So you you write it in like it, it gets scrawled in in ink, or uh, is there an actual plate? Gold, I forget a, a gold plate. Yeah, yeah that's I hot. Gold, I think it's going to be a gold plate. Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm I'm almost positive that it's going to end up being a gold plate. The, so. the paper would work just fine. Save yourself some dollars on the plates. But yeah, I see what you're yeah, saying. Right. <laughs> yeah. At the start of ETU, he's rolling high with gold plates, and by the end, it's just like cut out letters from a magazine, like a serial killer's fucking done it. Just like right. <laughs> he's gonna be, he's gonna be pissed at me for that because it makes it sound like they're not gonna be successful, which they are. It's gonna end up titanium diamond encrusted plates. Is what I reckon is gonna happen. Right, but that yeah. the entire thing was so well thought out, and he's been thinking about it for a long time. You know, and, yeah. and really oh, thinking yeah. it through and workshopping designs and stuff like that. And it is, man. It's, again, calling out Heater again, he said, that belt is brand new, but the way he's designed it feels like it already has a lineage. Like it feels right. important. Like yeah. the way oh, it's right. stacked, exactly. everything. Yeah. It just feels fucking awesome. And it now... Like a big deal. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. And it looks like a big deal, and the tournament made it a big deal. So I can't wait yeah. to see what they do with it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I can't wait to see what the future is end up going to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, who's Masha going to defend it against next? Um, I'm sure. Because, I mean, dog, just how big these cards have been, I'm sure whoever's going to be that first contender is going to be huge. You know what I'm saying? Um, and Struggles is the type that he could pull a rabbit out of a hat, you know? Uh, I mean, look at the people he's got to come back to pro wrestling, you know? Yes. Uh, or just, like, make their first time, whatever. Like, we'll get to it, but SB Kento, that was his first time in America ever. Wow. Really? You know? Like, <laughs> and that's huge. Like, um, but that Dragon Gate match, um, the you know, the T4 match, and then plus the tournament, just all of that, like, all together, and how the matchups and everything ended up falling, you know, uh, falling into place. It was just, oh man. So, so everything was just uh, cooking with grease, you know, yes. like on point. Absolutely. And I know, like, when he was putting this it, it together. It felt like a perfect show. Oh, yeah, it, so it really felt, did. It felt like a perfect show. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I know, like, there was, there was one point where he was sort of like looking about and seeing what names you could get and things like that. And in uh-huh. the end, he decided to aim for quality. You know what I mean? Like, not like, I'm just going to book this dude because they're a name and, and whatever, and it pop people and stuff. He's like, I want to make sure that the tournament itself stands on its own, and then that is the investment people make. Instead of like, it's right. like, oh, I bring in a name, and they do, they, they're they in for a match or whatever, and, that, and then that's just one and done, and then they never come back. He's like, I want to invest right. in the, the ETU brand, and then people watch that tournament and go, I want to see where this story goes. I want to see where this title goes. And really that... That other stuff doesn't matter, you know what I mean? Because the yeah. quality of the wrestling is what will matter and what will tell the story inevitably oh, yeah. going forward. 1, yeah, yeah, one thousand percent. So let's yeah. uh, let's have a look at the. I've got the lineup in front of me real quick. So let's just break down the the brackets real quick, and then we'll sort of run over run over the matches. Like just our brief yeah. brief kind of thoughts, you know. Like it was a bit of a whirlwind watch for me because I um I couldn't watch it live. I was at work. Uh, uh-huh. Struggles thoughtlessly booked it when I was at work. It wasn't really that nice of him, but uh, and then it didn't take it take into account Perth, Western Australia. So rude, um, but yeah. So there was uh, the opening four corner survival match, uh, which I loved, which was uh, Sky versus Price versus Speedball versus Akira, which I loved yeah. the combination of talent in there. I loved that they were all so different. Um, in all ways, and not, they don't really all exist in the same universe too often right. as well, you know what I mean? Right. So it was kind of cool oh, yeah. seeing that. And and Sky is a last-minute um, replacement for John Wayne Murdoch. I didn't really, I hadn't really seen, I'd heard the name, but I hadn't really seen him before, and I thought he really showed out. I thought he proved oh. that he's like the kind of guy you could just call and just be like, this is going to be perfect because we pulled him in at the last minute, you know? Plus a yeah, banger yeah. entrance thing. <laughs> Yeah, he was able to keep up with the other three guys who, you oh, know, and, and I feel like yeah. the match, it was one of those, like, matches that was 2,000 miles per hour. You know what I mean? Like, um, it, it was just <laughs> quick, quick, everything you wanted to see out of a hot opener. Yeah. Um, and uh, and what's crazy about it is you mentioned that and how it's four different guys who kind of exist in, like, almost different universes, but then also, too, their universe is kind of intertwined. Yeah. Because, uh I think it was Akira and Alec just had a match recently. Did like they? Within the last week. 
Um, and then, um, and they were actually able to not to pull back the curtain too much, but they kind of, you know, did some stuff that they did there. Um, and then also too, I think Akira and Speedball had one, you know, maybe at some point, or maybe they have one coming up, but I know that I also saw Gabriel Sky had posted. He's got one coming up with uh, Speedball, Mike Bailey. Yeah. So, you know, it, it like, it, it, so they do kind of like intertwine, but like you said, it's, it's four different guys from four different places uh, who all, you know, are very high paced, you know, um, high energy offense, like uh, very athletic dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was actually my first time actually working with speedball. And oh, really? uh, that, whew, man, he's insane. He is insane. Like, and when you talk about Sky coming in and like keeping up with the other di- other guys, like you talk about Alec Price, who I've kind of heard that there's people who are like, I don't know if I want to work with him because I don't know if I can keep up with him. Yeah. Speedball, Akira, these are all like the hardest working guys ever. Alan, yeah. Mochi's on right. one. Um, and, and and he was in there and didn't feel like a late addition or or anything like that. He he no. definitely felt like yeah. he belonged. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. He he definitely looked like he belonged. Um, and uh, I think that might have been one of my first times working with Gabriel Sky. I was familiar with him before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had seen him maybe on something, maybe some CZW or something like that. I can't remember exactly yeah, well. where, but mm-hmm. I just remember the name. Yeah. Um. Uh, but. Uh, you know, as far as Akira, I know him pretty well. Alex, well, or Alex, I think that might have been my, uh, maybe not my first time, mm-hmm. maybe my second time. It could have been my first though, but I know I've been around Alex before. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so uh, really cool just to uh, be a part of that match. And because um, Alex, like you said, is, is a dude that I've heard people say they consider him one of the you know top indie wrestlers like currently running right 100%. now. 100%. And I'm just like, what? Okay. All right. Because I, 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 that makes me feel like I'm late to the party, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and after working with him and then watching him, I've seen a few matches that he's been having, you know, on fight and different stuff. And he is, whoo, man. He's like great. you said, another level. He's great. Yeah. And that, that uh, and just run down the match real quick. I mean, there's, there's obviously way too much stuff going on in there to cover the entire thing. But that, <laughs> yeah. but that finish was crazy. Like yeah. it was just yeah. absolute carnage, and then yes, people yeah. picks up the win, and it was uh, it was a really impressive yeah. uh, ending to a match. Uh, like in a, in a I had Gabriel up in a fireman's carry, yes, and then Speedball did the uh, the the knee the the moon salt knee thing that he does, and uh, brought uh, brought Alec down. Yeah, like yeah, man, nuts. insane, it was absolutely insane. insane. Yeah, but so uh, Speedball gets through, and then we're on to. Marsha Slamovich versus Brandon Kirk. Um, I really enjoyed like the story of uh, Kirk stealing a key and then struggles uh-huh. being like, that's cool. You enjoy it. I've uh, got something for you. And he's like, I don't yeah. like where you're going with this. And then he gets Marsha in the first round. And I got to say, Brandon Kirk running tombstone onto a chair was again, one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I was like, he has killed her. Like this is a rap. dude. Like, he did that twice this weekend, which we'll get to the other one. Jesus. Uh, but I feel like the one he hit Masha with was almost, it looked it looked more deadly than the one that he hit Scoot with. Yep. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. And they both look deadly as hell. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but uh, yeah, dude, that, that running tombstone pile driver uh, into the chair is insane. But like Brandon is one of those guys, man, that like, I'm glad he's starting to get some flowers, not all the flowers he deserves, mm-hmm. but like, 
people are starting to realize how smart dude is. He's yeah. he's a really he's smart awesome. professional wrestler, he's man. Really, really uh, good. Uh, and he, I, I loved he, it. I thought it was a great match, man. Uh, I, I I will I will definitely say he's a, a huge part of Casey being where she's at. You know, mm-hmm. um, as far as like just them talking about, I'm sure they talk about wrestling all the time at home. You know, and probably watch it all the time and shit. Like you know, like. Um, and just bounce ideas off each other because that's just what you do as a couple, you know, like, um, and, uh, and he supports the hell out of his wife, man. I know he loves her. So Mm -hmm. like Brandon is just, he's, uh, awesome, awesome pro wrestler. I don't know if you saw that clip that's going around of, uh, him and, uh, Jordan Oliver. No. From, uh, uh, it was, um, the GCW show they just did, Uh uh, where, um, they did some kind of run spot and like Brandon did like a juke move and then it into something else. It was just insane. Like I was just like, okay, Brandon, that was, that was a little fancy. Yeah. Um, he's a, yeah. he's a bit of a technician, man. Like he, he busted yeah. out everybody. I think for a long time, people just had this like sort of impression of him, like, you know, just a deathmatch guy or whatever, blah, blah. But he just keeps showing these, like, he would just bring something out and you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's pretty awesome. And I, I don't know how much of it it's got to do with, you know, because he's been teaching at H2O, right? And so I guess yeah. when you go to like beyond just doing your own stuff and then you're in there with other people and you're constantly teaching and stuff, maybe it's like unlocking new stuff for him as he's thinking of stuff and experimenting with stuff. But it's uh-huh. like you're seeing it. And even like he, he, I, I feel like he's like lost weight and he's looking better and like just everything about yeah. him is just improving every time I, I see him, you know. You and he was already great, yeah. The haircut, yeah, exactly. The mustache. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. He, he was looking cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and then Masha, of course, you know, Masha is Masha. Uh, and, we're going to uh, talk about she, her a lot, uh, so. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about her plenty throughout this show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, yeah, that was a really, really crazy match. I, I didn't get to watch all of it because – as I, you know, alluded to earlier, I had some help for both shows this weekend. I wasn't necessarily Iron Manning, mm-hmm. uh, so uh, when I could, I, you know, went outside and popped my head outside for some fresh air uh, a, a couple different times because me and me and Larry had a, a cool little uh, fire exit balcony that we would pop our head out on and just, you know, sit out there for a minute just to, <laughs> you know, because it got stuffy in that building. Oh no, Wait. yeah. Especially under the lights and stuff, man. Like I was, I don't know if you could tell on camera, but I'm dripping sweat yeah. through both shows. Uh, and so, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I was dipping my head out for some air from time to time, but, um, there was a few matches where I didn't watch any of it, mm-hmm. but you know, you hear old vets talk about just listening to matches and I could just hear, you know, what was going on. And I'm like, Oh, all right, cool. It's all right. Going. And, and it off whether I'm going to watch it back later, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to watch both shows completely in entirety just because that's just the kind of night there. This is kind of weekend. It was, yeah. You know? Just, just like Banger City, man. Like two, two amazing shows. Um, yeah. After, after that. So yeah, we obviously Marsha took that one, and we'll talk about her plenty as this continues. So we'll jump straight on to Demanto versus Scoot. Now, can we just talk about how Scoot Andrews is probably in the best physical condition of anybody on this card, and he's like the, the oldest dude there. He. Absolutely killed it, man. I, I love Scoot Andrews. Eh? I love his matches. I think he's awesome. And then it blew my mind when he turned up in the chains. For whatever reason, I, I've been pretty busy. I've had a lot on my plate, uh, yeah. you know, and I had missed the announcement if there even was one. And then I'm, like, watching No Holds Barred live on Sunday morning, 
and then Scoot right. comes out, and I was like, let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I, yeah, that was one of the announced matches. Um, and uh, But, you know, still, a lot of people didn't know what to expect out of Scoot Andrews and the, and the chains, you know. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, but uh, as far as, like, this match with Danny, uh, this is one that Danny really, really wanted, um, you know, a dream yeah. match of his. Um, you know, <clears throat> Scoot, uh, admittedly so, just because I didn't really, you know, know much about indie wrestling. Uh, Scoot was one I didn't really know much about, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm having to get caught up on his history and his legacy. But um, I told somebody this uh, actually I can't remember who I, maybe Ryan because we had went to a, a football game or whatever, and I was we were just having a conversation, and I was like, just having conversations with Scoot and hearing him tell you different things, and you know you ask him things, and you just conversation, like you could tell he he's a big deal. You know what I mean? Like you could tell he's been around the block for a while, like, and he's done and seen some things, you know, Yeah, no doubt. Um, for instance, I asked him, I said, Hey, Scoot, when was the last time you wrestled two matches in one, in one night? <laughs> and he said, Oh, probably like 2001, 2002. I'm like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean 20 years ago? 20 years You're ago, right. you wrestled matches in one Dude. And you look like this. Dude. Like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, yeah, it was, uh, he was like, and I actually wrestled three matches that night. He was like, uh, he said, and I wrestled Christopher Daniels in the finals. He was like, that match was so much fun. I was just like, mind blown. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, I, I know that I am also, like, was not aware of him until he started turning up, like, on ICW and ATU and things yeah. like that. But, like, when I hear that there's like certain wrestlers that will wrestle those shows, like they're not available until they know they can wrestle Scoot, that kind of vibe. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I had heard that because he, they, he's like a bucket list item for people. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah. this is a legend and everybody needs to fucking know it. And then Danny when, cutting that promo. Up, oh, sorry. I was going to say when he popped up uh, at first, mm-hmm. like you were saying, I believe it was Tampa, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, and I think and so. he he did like a run in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he first popped up, and like I know that was one that Lee Moriarty AEW's Lee Moriarty really really wanted that, because that was he, that was the match, right? It was like it was Lee and they were no, and they were they were setting up for it. It never yeah, did happen. It never got to happen because he got signed, right? But yeah, but it was all based yeah. around Scoot's availability. <laughs> like exactly. Well, yeah. and and no well, the run in and everything like that, and and you know their exchange was setting up for a match. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and like you said, availability and stuff, and whether Scoot really wanted to come back and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, he's in great shape, and he was still in great shape back then. Uh, you know, this was Tampa a couple of years. Yeah. Or but years he's ago, he's turned it up was. since then. I reckon. But yeah, I think he's turned he it up. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. but um. But yeah, uh, Scoot, man, for him to do three matches just this weekend, and then the the, the kind of matches that they were, uh, I mean, like it it tells you how big of a deal Scoot is if, if Danny wants a match with him. You know what I'm saying? If Danny's like, that's one of my dream matches. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because Danny's been around, especially the East Coast, for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I so, mean, he's been around for for ages. I mean, everybody was talking about on social media how he just like. Beat Kenny Omega two nights in a row. This time, X amount of years ago, Ooh. and stuff like that. Yeah. He's been around, and like he's like, I've never got to work with Scoot, and this is a bucket list item. 
And then he yeah. cuts that promo and he's gone, all you motherfuckers in a, he's naming them. Like people have worked with him. He's like, how does this man not have a job? Like how is he? Like it was, it was crazy, man. And I think, yeah. <laughs> think it's probably pretty fair because he's probably taught a lot of people a lot of stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely, man. He's, but such a joy to be around. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, it was really cool. I got to talk to Scoot quite a bit more than I did the last time. That's awesome. That's He's awesome. A really cool guy, man. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And then obviously he gets through. And from from what I had heard as well, Scoot really wanted to work with Marcus. Like was, he was did. somebody. Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He wanted to tick off kind of thing. And that's cool as well because he's got his own bucket list. You know, he's looking at young guys. Yeah. He's aware of young talent. Uh, and, and that's really awesome. So we'll get to we'll, well get to that match. Um, uh, oh, sorry. What to, well, hold on. To, before we jump ahead real, real quick, mm-hmm. um, it's funny because – uh, I don't know if I should say who. I don't know if he would want me to. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a certain documentarian okay. uh, who had a, a, a documentary series about death matches that was on IWTV. I'll just put it that way. Okay, mm-hmm. And he was actually um, at uh, the whole weekend, and he was doing interviews with different people and yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. working on something similar that he did last time. Yes. Um I, be- I believe way. he even talked about it on I Got Your Five Stars, your previous podcast, I think, when you guys interviewed someone, whoever that may be. Yeah. I think he even said right. he was planning to do a second one or, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. No, no, he definitely planned on doing more stuff. I know I'm the, I got your five stars when he was on it, mm-hmm. uh, whoever that may be. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll just say he was around and he got some stuff with Scoot and uh, I was sitting nearby as they were doing it and um, – I heard Scoot. That was one of the things he had mentioned. He was listing off some of the people, and and uh, I heard him say Marcus, and I, and I kind of looked like that's cool. That's yeah. awesome, man. That's cool. So, it's just like it means he's not just like you know you hear yeah. about vets and stuff just rocking in for a pay. like it's not it doesn't seem like it's that for him. You know what I mean? He's right. obviously watching. Right. Yeah. He's aware. Yeah. Like yeah, mm-hmm. right. So yeah, but but then also too for Marcus to get one of his dream matches. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Um, in the same sense, is that the next match? I think. It is. We're talking about Marcus Mathers versus uh, H2O's The Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. Yeah, the boss. The H2O the boss. boss. Matt B-A-W-S-E. Right. Yeah, man. Uh, this match is one of, them, one of the matches that um, I was out there to watch. So, I, Shiny Shoes had refed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but You're not going to not watch Twitter. this. Yeah. yeah, right. Dude. Oh, man. Uh, I posted on my Twitter... Um, the uh, the intro uh, when Matt came out just because that separate ways intro uh, as I put in the caption it's iconic bro yeah, let's go like let's go every time it comes on like I, I have to be near just to watch even if I don't get to watch the match I'll at least watch the intro and just watch Matt come out and just everything about it is just amazing but you, uh, you know what's crazy yeah. is that was uh, Marcus got to have Matt's last match unscarred on his face because of the, uh, without jumping ahead, Joe gave him a bit of a lifer at the, at the next night. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. dude, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. But uh, it, it's a, yeah, before what will now be another iconic scar on the well-worn face of Matt Tremont was yeah. made. He had this right. match and it was, it was a real great, like teacher, student, wrestling yeah. match like done really oh, really yeah. well like i really they did a lot it. of really cool stuff man uh and i one of the things that i went out of my way to compliment matt on and i, I you know i'm not trying to pull back the curtain too much but um 
when when that crossbody, <laughs> Marcus got so high for that crossbody, mm-hmm. but the way that Matt took it mm-hmm. was like because if you see, like I said, I don't want to pull back the curtain too much, but if you watch some guys, it looks like they're jumping into it, yeah, like a little bit too much, maybe jumping early, and and it makes it look like they're, it it, it just looks weird. Mm-hmm. Matt, the way he did it. And still kind of like, you know, set up for Marcus to take it. And then the way that they hit the the the, the ring mm-hmm. and it actually made a board pop up sideways. Whoa. Uh, and <laughs> so um when they ended up, you know, Matt sold up and, and Marcus, you know, did his, you know, G up and was to the crowd after the crossbody. Um <laughs> I saw Matt actually, I think he might have pounded either with his fist. Or he was like going to get up, and he had like one knee down and one foot up, and he stomped his boot down. One of the two, yeah. And he made the cord go back down. It wasn't all the way fixed, but <laughs> it was down. Yeah. <laughs> and then they did something. I can't remember what it was. Maybe a superplex. Was there a superplex in the match uh-huh. or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, or whatever it something was, big. it made the board pop up a second time. Wow. Uh, and that time, the referee, uh, Shiny Shoes, he actually jumped and popped it back in a second time. Uh, but by that time, the second time, they were already starting to go home. So. But dude, oh, what a match! It was so so crazy. Um, I loved watching it. Uh, it was definitely one that I would recommend. I mean, go obviously go check out this whole show, but yeah. definitely definitely see this one for sure. Yeah, absolutely. If anybody hasn't watched it, uh, we should probably mention you can stream it now on IWTV. Um, right. Yeah. Once absolutely. once we jump through to the second round. Uh, we're talking Speedball versus Marsha, which I think is, I don't know if it is a match that it, I think it was, I think they said on commentary it was a, a match that had happened before, um, but it was, yeah, yeah, a dream match anywhere you, you go and do. Oh, they, yeah. I said it to you, like, when I texted you earlier. I was like, Marsha's just relentless in this tournament. Dude, <laughs> like, it's for real. Like, yeah, she's, that's the best way to put it is relentless because she just like steamrolls through this tournament. I feel like almost, you know, um, and, and, and it's not like the, the people she was going against were uh, people that you steamroll through, you know, um, and, and Mike still, still gave her some. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but because, uh, you know, Mike, oh man, Mike Bailey is a striker. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, this, this match was, Wow. It, 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 wow. it felt crazy. Um, I think It's not very long, too. No, like, no, that, that no. Was, it, it, moved, it moved really fast. It didn't overstay its welcome, and it was like, yeah. it felt like a real fight because they're both such strikers, and it was just absolutely yeah. full on. I think yeah, uh, Hardware Heater said it best when he said that we all are allowed to wrestle because Marsha allows us to. Like, <laughs> a human nightmare, he called it. And uh, that's exactly how this went down. Um, but yeah. I, I am not super well-versed in Speedball's career. Uh, I have seen him before, uh, and I, I've definitely seen like lots of clips and stuff, but just where he tends to be tends to be where I, I am not, in a sense. You know what I mean? The, the right. promotions that I'm watching at the time or whatever. But whenever I see something, I'm like, this guy's so spectacular. And that's yeah. ex- exactly how it went down in this. You know what I mean? Some of his, sure. like, flips and knees and kicks and stuff like that is crazy. Yeah. Plus, he's got a banger in then, throw as well. And then Masha finishing with the power driver that, you know, she uh, continued with throughout the whole entire tournament. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, like, 
like you were saying, same with me as far as Mike Bailey goes. I'm not very well versed as far as his career, what all he's done. Mm -hmm. Um, I have heard about his, you know, legacy and history and how back in the day, Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was doing some things and and apparently he was around. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he, uh, I guess, whatever, you know, he, he didn't, he wasn't able to come to America for a while. Uh, finally, you know, broke back in. And that's where I've kind of been able to watch from his career just because like I had heard about the hype, I guess. Um, And so I was just like, all right, cool. Let me check this guy out. He's crazy. Exactly. Great mullet. (laughs) Love the mullet. Hate the no shoes. That's not a thing. I hate it. I hate it. It grosses me out. I I hate it when wrestlers don't wear shoes. After that, we go to Scoot versus Mathers. I mean, we, we touched on that quite a bit, but it was really like a wrestlers-wrestlers match. Uh, I think yeah. both guys would really count it amongst one they enjoy and they're really proud of. And then again, Mathers uh, upsets another, you know, teacher figure or, you know, influence figure uh, to get himself to the finals. Yeah, Uh now, this is one I wasn't able to see. I was outside pretty much most of this match, uh, but I definitely plan on watching this one back. So, like, how? what was the finish on this one? Oh, it was... Remember? I don't. Sorry. I watched so much wrestling on this time thing. I, no, wish, I, I wish I could saying. do it justice. I think it was, like... I think it was, like, 450 or something like that, or a frog, frog splash or something Ex- like that. But that's it, exactly what it was. Yeah. No, you're right. My bad. You're ex- cause I but it was fast. It Like, the ending yeah. sequence was really... I walked in at the finish. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. you're exactly right. It was a 450. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Apologies yeah, yeah. if I got that wrong, but it was it no, no, was no. it was really right. great, and it, it was I like walking, scoot taken. I came downstairs. I heard yeah. the crowd coming up. Like I said, I, I'm able to listen to a crowd and kind of tell. Yeah. You know, not just not just what's going on in the match, but where the match also was yeah. at. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and so um, I was listening and uh, and and all that good stuff. So once I heard the crowd coming up, coming up, coming up, you knew we were getting that's when I wanted to come back down. Peek my head out, saw the 450, one, two, three. So, yeah, you're also, right. SPO's hearing is so good that he can literally hear the movement through the air of the wrestler. And he's like, he's like, that's a 450. Not even in the room. You <laughs> can just tell by the movements. That's how seasoned oh, uh, a referee he is. Yeah. <laughs> that's not true. It's some crouching tiger, him. hidden dragon shit. It's why he's so effective in the ring. Somebody <laughs> tries to pull a fake tag or whatever. He already fucking knows they're not doing it. He's hey. back. Exactly. Yeah, he's I don't over. need eyes in the back of my head. I got my hair. Yeah, <laughs> I got exactly. my hair. <laughs> now that's great. All right. And then we get to the final, which I only just watched. So it's relatively fresh for me. Uh, so yeah. fresh. So I'm not just going to be able to list off all the moves, but what I will say is I was surprised by the quickness but the quickness sort of made sense. You know what I mean? They were just at each other constantly. Like there was no yeah. breaks. There was no rollout or anything. It was just in the ring, fucking bell to bell until it was done. Yep. And I loved it. Yep. I loved it. Yeah. 100% man. It was uh, definitely uh, uh fast paced, but it wasn't like rushed. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and it felt like the, especially with it being the finals of a tournament, uh, you know, the main event, uh, we have two other matches we got to get back to um, the the Dragon Gate and the tag. But uh, to go ahead and get through the tournament, though, um, like the uh, just the, the pace of this last match was exactly what it needed to be. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and so, um, yeah. And then it just the, the huge moment, of course, Masha winning it all uh, with the belt and everything. Um, and it, it, like it Masha. 
definitely deserve that title, especially because if if you know, you know, Masha, you've talked to her like behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. She is a really, really big fan of tri-state wrestling. Okay. Like she's been watching, you know, because uh, she's, she's, you know, her family and, and her uh, it was from Russia, but she grew up for the most part in, in the East Coast. Yeah. And so... Um, so she knows a lot of like East coast history was going to shows at Ridgefield park, because I remember whenever at the first ETU show, she was telling me about how she used to go to shows as a fan there. So that's why she wanted to be a part of ETU and and do the thing with struggles. So, um, yeah, it it was really, really cool that, uh, that that was who it it got put on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's who ended up winning the match. Um, and, and I feel like for Marcus to be in it too, especially with him being a second generation Mm -hmm. East coast wrestler, because his dad, you know, it's really well known up there on the East Coast. So uh, it, it was, there, there's a lot of like, um, if you know, you know, type like backstory yeah. history to uh, both of them being in that finals. But then also too, you know, both of them are, are hot right now. Uh, you know, they call Marcus Mathers, Mr. IW freaking TV, you know, yeah. uh, Mosh, uh, impact superstar, you know, like uh, they're killing it in their own right. So um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It, it, it was definitely a big deal of a, of a main event and uh, they both killed it. Um, and uh, to, you know, go back to, like I was saying the, the other two matches are set up for the main event too. Mm-hmm. Dude. Oh, insane. Uh, the uh, La Estrella versus SB Kento, mm-hmm. uh, that Dragon Gate showcase match. Yes. Oh my Lord. They did some insane things that I never <laughs> like dude jumping off the balcony into the cross body and like struggles came up to me after the match yeah. and looked at me. He goes, dude, he could have jumped over him yeah. <laughs> like jumped that high. Cause he actually, the reason why uh, SB's nose started bleeding was because he actually came down somewhat on his face. Ooh. Like he came down like his high, you know, chest yeah. and then yeah. rolled off over his face. Ah. But you know, even that, it, even that impact of just rolling over his face, end up causing some blood on his nose and he, he was fine. It wasn't broken to think yeah, that yeah. guy, but it lifted enough to where he started bleeding. And, uh, but yeah, just all the stuff they did in general, both those dudes are crazy athletic, which that's what Jack gets known for. Right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like that super hyper fast style kind of thing. It's a million yeah. miles a minute and it, it's, it's kind of unbelievable. And how appropriate yeah. that like those guys just became available in like a, for like in time for a promotion that's sort of influenced by it a little bit, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I know, uh, I know he really like looked at their belt for, for yeah. sort of his plans and what he was doing and the whole key to the East concept. Um, uh-huh. And yeah. And so, and then just suddenly dragon gate sort of like, Hey, we've got some guys. And he's like, oh, okay. Dude, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, meant to be. I, I'll kind of let struggles tell the whole story on, on his, you know, uh, I'm sure he's going to do a behind the ch- whatever. Behind the chains, is that what he Behind does? the, yeah, the expected, where we talk about. Yeah, whatever he ends up doing as far as talking about. I'm sure he's going to talk about this weekend at some point. But um, the the way that he got these guys uh, and, and everything and, and just the way that it was able to happen. And like you said, that belt is very, very inspired by Dragon Gate. <laughs> like uh, he uh, – and, and the fact that he was able to – uh, have a working relationship with them at, at, out of this show. So cool. uh, it's so like, what awesome. does that mean going forward? Like, I, I haven't heard heard the full story, and obviously, 
like just speculating and stuff. But yeah. if there gets to be like some kind of like exchange sort of thing going on and more stuff Apple. with them and type, like that could be crazy. I mean, I, the, this, I, I like, have no idea, but you know, I'm just like, saying. I mean, and, and you know, of course, uh, high hopes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, yeah, we could only hope like it, it, it's just kind of, as far as what I know, uh, but I don't also, I'm not the type to poke and prod, but as far as what I know, like, uh, just the fact that it, it happened the way that it did this past weekend. Yeah. And there is a working relationship with Dragon Gate to where they sent over two of their guys and one of them made their U.S. debut. Like, that's huge. That man. is huge. Like, uh, it's like, really crazy when you think about it. Like, what, like how like, often do well, you see it's that. post-pandemic? Here's, like, yeah, it's wild. It, right, yeah. And and the, the coolest thing about it, that La Australia, uh, like, well, La Australia, I think he actually... Uh, has been in America for a little bit. Uh, oh, really? Not long, but like at least a couple months or whatever. So he's done a couple, a few things. Um, but uh, I was, uh, me and uh, Kento ended up following each other. Um, and he, I was looking, scrolling through some of his stuff. Dog. So this was his first, you know, show was ETU. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got stuff with MLW coming up. Yeah. He's got stuff with uh, Prestige out in California coming up. Wow. So they're about like, to run. Like, and do, yeah. like, a whole bunch of stuff. That's cool. He, he's doing, like, and it's not just, like, you know, indies. He's doing some big indies. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, stuff that's, like, big deals type stuff. That's so, so cool. Uh, it, it's really cool to see that. You know what I mean? Um, especially, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I guess my pride or whatever, a small part of me is really happy that I was able to get that first one. You Absolutely. Know? <laughs> that's so cool. Um, how were those guys, like, at English? You know, like uh, none, none whatsoever. None. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll tell you this much. So, uh, <laughs> so me and Shoes had actually got in town a little bit early. Okay. Uh, and we had actually got there before anybody had, had got to the building to open it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up getting a call and was like, "Hey, uh, the the Dragon Gate guys are at the airport. Can you go scoop them right now?" Oh wow. And we're like, "All right, we're not doing nothing anyway." Yeah. So we run over there and struggles had warned us they don't speak any English. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay, cool, it'll be fine. Yeah. And it, it was funny because uh, Shoes actually had mentioned, he said, because um, uh, he, you know, he was part of the military and stuff. And he said, in the military, um, he said, <laughs> now a part of him wishes that he would have took Japanese instead of taking French. Yes. Because <laughs> I guess that was an option. Well, I mean, all he, he would have up- learned was how to surrender. Instead of so, learning how to communicate with wrestlers right. at an airport. So, but, uh, if anybody's, yeah, a, if he, there are any French listeners, I don't mean any offense by that. I'm, for so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. I'm, I but, don't uh, normally bring uh, bring uh, politics into disclaimer. It. You know. So when we went to go pick the guys up, uh-huh. uh, of course, you know they uh, they were communicating back and forth with struggles. I guess they what, they had an iPhone, so they were able to you know iPhone translate yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, like, it was like, uh, I guess one was on one level and another was on a different one. And then they had to get on the same one oh, wow. and we had to get to the one that they were on. So me and shoes went to every level and had to get out of the car, walk up. It was a whole, a whole thing. Uh, finally found them. And whenever I found them, uh, so I was wearing, um, uh, I was wearing cheap plug for, uh, from, for my guy, Blake Murdoch. Wearing my bum, my, my bum Blake Murdoch <laughs> yeah, yeah. shirt uh-huh. that on the back says "Come down here and get these hands." Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, uh, when uh, I guess you know, just it looking like a wrestling T-shirt and the fact that there was like dripping blood on it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I 
looked like I, I was probably there to pick those guys up. So whenever they saw me and I saw that they looked like, you know, the, the guys that was in the Twitter picture, yeah. I was like, Hey, I think that's y'all. Hey, I'm right here. You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so, we were able to make it happen. They got in the car. Um, and, um, didn't really say much when we got in the car, uh, just like, hi, nice to meet you. And they said, hello, hello. Uh, they talked in the back the whole time. Me and shoes talked, you know, while they were kind of, you know, doing whatever, but like, like I said, there was no communication because they didn't speak English or very much at all. Like just very basic words. Yeah. Uh, and then when we got to the, the, the first kind of difficulty, when we got to the venue, uh, he was asking, he's like this hotel, and I was like, no, this is the venue. And I don't think he was understanding, like, you know, what I was saying by the yeah. venue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you I was you sleep like, here oh, on the ring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is ring. Yeah. That's what I said. I said, ring here. Uh-huh. And he said, oh, oh, show, show. Yeah. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And so we went in, and that's when he met Struggles and all that. And sh- when we walked in, Struggles was like, all right, the hardest part's done. The, J- the Japanese guys are here. <laughs> so. We got he, them he here. We found them. them. It's all good from here on out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. And then yeah, they man. proceeded then, to kill it. So. As far as working with them, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was actually pretty simple. Um, you know, not to pull back the curtain too much, but it was just like, hey, you know, what's the finish? And I tried to ask them because this is what I ask everybody. Uh, I, you know, I, what the finish? And is there anything crazy I need to know? And I was trying to, <laughs> you know, uh, say that to him in some kind of form. I said, you know, anything else? And he was just kind of like, no, no, simple. It's, it's cool. And I knew they were doing the dive spot. So, um, you know, I had to make sure everything was okay with that. But uh, real easy to work with because wrestling at the, like, and I, I learned this working at IWA back in the day with some of the DDT guys that would come through there. Um, but wrestling is very much an international language. Um yes. I've you know, we all do very similar things, no matter what country we're in. And uh, and there's some things that are just, you know, internationally known. And yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so I was able to still make sure, check on them, make sure everybody was cool, everybody was fine, and, you know, and all that good stuff. And uh, ended up being a banger of a match. So it yeah. was awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah. it Like, I mean, when you look at New Japan, when you look at the DDT, you know, all of them, they, they, they work with... English guys all the time because it is that universal language. Um, yeah. Fun, another dumb fun story for you. Uh, when we were in Japan one time, we went to Mao from DDT's birthday. Uh, there's like a little bar run by a few of the DDT guys and it was sort of advertised yeah. on Twitter or whatever. Oh, Mao's birthday. And we're like, fuck it. It's around the corner from Aracom. Let's just rock up, you know? And it's like, when I say yeah. it's a bar, it's like as big as this room you see behind me, you know what I mean? It's just like a little room and the bar runs down and there's like chairs along like the wall kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. we go in there and it's like the DDT guys that run the bar, there's Mao, there's a ton of Japanese women and then there's us. <laughs> and so, but Mao was really into us like and very interesting because he was like, A, why are you here? And B, he got to speak English, right? And he's like, right. I love speaking English. He's like, uh, I need to practice as much as I can. He's like, I learned speaking English from Grand Theft Auto. He's like, get yeah. out of the car, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> we were, oh, we were pissing ourselves. He was so fun. And he showed us videos. If you, I don't know if you're familiar with, with who Mao is, uh, but he was like a bit of a YouTube prodigy um, yeah. from wrestling in his house. 
as a kid. Oh, wow. And so, like, uh, as a young teenager and stuff like that, there's all videos of him, Uh like, doing these crazy wrestling spots and flips with his friend and all this, like, nuts stuff. And it got him signed and got him into the DDT dojo through YouTube. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So if you saw him, like I, I say his yeah. name now, it's probably not ringing yeah. a bell. If you saw him, you'd probably know who he is, like to see him. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, yeah he's amazing. Yeah. He's like, he will be, right. he will be something. You know what I mean? It's, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, anyway. Right. Um, and then, then obviously the last one to talk about, and we'll, we'll hit this one on the head, is uh, main event uh, versus violence is forever. T4 qualifier match. Now I was... Halfway through this match during my lunch, and then I got home and I was going to watch it tonight, and then I spoke to you and we decided to watch the finals and do a podcast. So I didn't actually right. finish it. I'm going to guess Violence is Forever 1 because right. they kill everybody, uh, but it, I was having a real good time with it. Uh, so this was supposed to be Violence is Forever versus the SAT. legendary SAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, they got hurt, had to drop out. What was it? About a week before the match, I believe, or something. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Somewhere, somewhere around that timeline. Um, and the main event, who was a part of the first um, uh, ETU, they, you know, were the ones who welcomed the SATs back to the business. Yeah, um, I was glad you know, to say that. Uh, yeah, right. They were actually uh, they they ended up coming and filling the spot. And uh, what was really cool about this is that. IWTV wanted to like really make sure that the rules that they had, you know, put over on the website was adhered to and everything to the point where like they, you know, made a big presentation out of the ropes being put in each corner and all that, Mm -hmm. like live on the air. It wasn't just, I enjoyed that. And commentary was talking about it and all of that stuff over the top rope tag and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, no, but even what I'm saying, cause like, you know, there's been shows where I've worked on where the, the tag ropes are there the whole, you know, the whole show. They made a big deal out of actually bringing the ropes out and being like, you know, here, tie it, you know, watching the ref tie it and, you know, and all That's that cool. and, and making a presentation out of it, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and just like that, those little nuances was just kind of really cool to me, like something that stuck out. Of course, the match was, was really good. Both these teams are incredible. Uh, the main event does some awesome stuff like Jay Lyon when he does the, you know, the, the flip to the outside through the hula hoop. Yeah. Um, he ended up doing that, you know, onto the, to violence is forever. Mm-hmm. Um, like, but yeah, like you said, violence is forever is, uh, kill everybody. <laughs> and, uh, so they ended up taking the victory. Yeah. 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 And no doubt. Uh, like they're easily one of the top tag teams in the world. If not just uh, like if not the top tag team in independent wrestling, so oh, and, and the yeah. cell not and, to take away from main event who I really enjoy, but but yeah, it was right, yeah. But uh, as far as violence is forever in the south, they're all belted up. You know, they yeah. got the whole uh, you know uh, Ultimo Dragon treatment. Yeah, down yeah, in the south. exactly. They're just carrying so, a parade of belts at the moment. The, yeah, the, uh, I think at SCI they actually uh, at the Scenic City Invitational they had to drag it out in a, a wagon. <laughs> so, well, they bring out like a red flyer or whatever those things are, just full of belts. It, no, nah, it was like a, um, like the the wagon with the wheels. I mean, the uh, the uh, wood, just you know, regular wood around yeah. it or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a red wagon or anything, but uh, that would have been even better. Yeah, like a little kitty <laughs> one or whatever. What are they called? Red flyers or whatever those like ones from from uh, yeah, everybody's just like childhood. one of those that you carry behind you. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. <laughs> 
so many belts. Anyway, they're a very good tag team, and it was a very good event. Uh, I yep. super enjoyed it. Oh, but and- but uh, let me let me mention though, because uh, I don't know if, if we put it over or not. That is actually what it was the very first matchup in the T four yes, tournament, which mm-hmm. is a tag team tournament to yes. crown the first ever IWTV tag team champions. Yeah. Uh, so we might have mentioned at the beginning of the show, but uh, yeah, I'm tired at this point. So no, no, that's like, cool. We definitely did talk but... about it. I imagine it'll probably just get thrown into the card along with all the other belts that Violence has forever have. But we'll see how we go. I mean, there's a we'll lot see. of tag teams to show up in hey, that. There, so. and there's some really good tag teams. I, I don't even know the full studs. lineup. Yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, I, well, I, I peeped a few of them just because I there was a few that I missed. Some of some I saw, um, but I know like Young Studs is in it. Oh, uh, really? Uh, yeah, uh, Eric and Bobby Fuck. tagging. Yeah, okay. Uh, crap, who else? Oh, man, dang it. I'm at, uh, yeah, well, you have to look it up on Twitter. Yep. Go to IWTV, Check out IWTV, suss it out at Indie Wrestling. Get on it. But if the young studs are in it, maybe it's not a walk in the park because fucking. Right, right. Because Bobby and Eric are ass beaters, man. Yeah, it's no yeah. joke. But yeah, anyway, congratulations to ETU Wrestling. Congratulations to Marsha Slamovich, uh, the first key to the East champion. Absolutely loved it and can't wait for the next ETU show. Um, then after that, we're going to wrap straight into the very next show. The next night, ICW, no holds barred, 32. Sean's in charge of the card here because I couldn't find it while we're quickly whipping it up. But uh, I know yeah. it started with Akira versus Donnie Darko. I'm in charge of this one uh, because Sean didn't get to see it. Um, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I turned it on about halfway through. I woke up. Uh, well, I mean, I was snoozing my alarm for a while, but I woke up, uh, got to watch it, really enjoyed it. Now, I'd heard of Darko for a while. Obviously, I'm I'm aware of the UK scene. I've, you know, like, no, no Joe, I, you know, Clint... The guys have been on my show and I've been very aware of Darko and I've been looking forward to catching him. I've been meaning to get on yeah. some to some of their stuff and it was awesome. I always respect anybody that will just rock a death match in trunks. That's fucking some A-grade Damn. alpha shit. Uh, and and it was killer, man. And I, the, the ending specifically, that death penalty, Akira was struggling to get him up, but then manages to get him up and just lays him out on that ladder. It was absolutely no joke. Um I, oh, yeah. I can't wait to see more of Darko's stuff. I, I really enjoyed what he brought to the table. Right. Yeah, I uh, actually, I saw some some gifts and stuff. So that's really the, you know, extent of what I've seen of this match so far. Uh, and that finish, I definitely saw um, as, you know, one of the clips while I was scrolling at one point. But um, to it was, it was kind of weird. Uh, I think this is my first show that I didn't open up. Uh, yeah. and, you know, in the room, and uh, but at the same time, I love Shiny Shoes. He's you know one of my good friends, and uh, I know how much him being a part of ICW means because uh, very similar to how I was, he was a fan before he mm-hmm. um, uh, you know became a part of the team, just yeah. helping out with the crew, and then now getting the chance to uh, to ref and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I know how much it meant for him to be a part of that you know, open. Um, It speaks a lot because I know, like, you know, ICW is very insular in who they use. You know, once you sort of became a part of that family, it's just been you Iron Manning for ages now. For, for like, it feels like, 
forever sort of thing that, that you have been the one and only ref on it. So it speaks a lot that they would bring him in. Uh, I only really sort of became aware of him as of this weekend. I don't know if he's been on other ETU shows or ICW shows and I just haven't clocked him or, or sort of noticed him. But this was the first show that I started to sort of pay attention and be like, okay, there's somebody else here. Uh, and yeah. I really liked how he was conducting himself in the ring. I noticed he was oh, – one yeah. One thing that I always see for you from deathmatches is you're always clearing stuff, always on top of things. And I was seeing that from him as well. And I'm like, okay, cool. They've found somebody else they can rely on. This is cool. Right. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And he, he's uh, he, he's he's very, very uh, – he, he keeps his ears open and his eyes open. He's always watching things, always listening. Um, and uh, he's actually uh, more of a southern referee, the Tennessee area. Okay. Uh, and he does like action and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually, um, here recently, and then he's done some paradigm with me also too. So okay. and that's actually where we had met, uh, originally, but just because of the IW, uh, TV universe, I'd already seen, you know, a, a few of his stuff, just watching TWE, you know, or, or different things like that. Uh, he's a, a big part of the TWE family. So, um, that was kind of where we had, I guess, came across him. Right, just that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I was pushing to, to try and get him to ref back then, but uh, but like you said, like the office can be picky about you know who who they have in there, and they know that I'm going to take care of it and get it done, even if it's just me. Um, so, but uh, but yeah, the fact that uh, that we've been able to now at this point, you know, after this weekend, me and him split duties, uh, and it was every Talk. other match, and. Uh, and it was definitely a, a, a some some weight lifted off of my shoulders, uh, and it was because I know that I can rely on him. But then also too, like I said earlier, I got a little bit of break, you know, from time to time, and was able to poke my head outside and get some, you know. A, yeah, a, a, it must be nice, air. right? Because yeah, say say what you will about it being cool of being all the shows and being involved in all those matches and stuff like that. That shit would be exhausting, dude. Like you're, it, yeah. it's so like hot in those venues and up and down and in and out and rolling yeah. in glass and all that. It must be nice to be able to alternate with somebody. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've gotten used to it because I've been doing this, you know, for a long time in my career. Um, but you know, it, yeah, it definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Having help, definitely. Uh, Got that SBO definitely. fitness, SBO cardio. But yeah, but him, but like, but going back to what we were talking about, him getting this opportunity, and then, uh, and then also too, as we were talking about, I didn't get really get to watch it, um, but this was one that I listened to, and it made me want to go back. Plus, I, I really like uh, Danny Darko's aesthetic. You know what I mean? You were talking about the trunks and everything. Uh, he comes out to. Um, uh, uh, I get knocked down, but I get up again. Top something. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. Tough. I was trying to think of the name of it. I knew it was something weird. It, uh, I but. know it because it charted when I was in high school for like a hundred weeks in Australia. <laughs> like, it, like no joke, bro. It was like yeah, on every top of the video part. show, every radio show. You couldn't go to a disco or a show like and not hear it. Like it was everywhere. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm See, sure, I missed yeah. that. Maybe I don't like him as much now. I know that because that fucking song kills me. But I'm sure I'll enjoy it in the the context. Right, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! It's bringing back nightmares from my childhood. All right, who who was next? Uh, who was next <laughs> after that? Because yeah, that that was a that was awesome, man. So uh, we went into after that Brandon Kirk and Scoot Andrews. Yes. Um, and this was 
uh, a dream match for Brandon, obviously being an East Coast guy. Um, but Scoot also, this was one that he really wanted. And uh, talking to him the night before, mm-hmm. he was real excited to hop in them chains and uh, and get a little violent. Uh, but he also didn't want to piss off his wife, I know. So uh, <laughs> he knew she would be watching, and, and he didn't want to get a phone call as soon as he rolled out of the ring. So he was like, we're going to get violent, but I don't want to get too violent. <laughs> so She's like, why are you mad. going through that glass pain or whatever it may be? <laughs> exactly. It, you, you He's like, it. I didn't want to get uh, too violent, but I did like do a running tombstone onto a chair. Like, no big deal. Right, well, and, and that's, what he, that's what he told me. He said... <sighs> <laughs> to, to not pull back the curtain a little bit. He said, uh, he said, I don't want to piss off my wife. He's like, but then again, he's like, I might be feeling it a little bit. So <laughs> he's like, he's like, if, if at any point you have to come down and tell me, Hey, you, you need to calm down. You're going to piss your wife off. <laughs> Did you have to make that call at any point? Were you I like, did. yo, dial it back, brother? No. Uh, you know, we, we did have the little moment where he uh, played possum and, uh, you know, and, and, um, and got Brandon to come over and, and was like legit concerned whether he hurt himself. It looked like yeah. he banged his head on the trash can when he got thrown out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came down there to check on him. Uh, he wasn't responding, uh-huh. called for shoes. You know, he, he ran over, came to help me out. Shoes is first aid certified. So he's down there, you know, doing the things that he needs to do for concussions and different things. Somebody's knocked out. Uh, and uh, right as soon as shoes was like, yeah, you should probably call it. Uh, and, and it was perfect because, you know, as far as the reaction we needed, uh, the crowd was literally like the volume was like turning down, turning down right to the point we needed to be right before I'm like, yeah, I'm about to call it. And then Scoot grabbed them and their reaction, they lost it. Oh, it was amazing. So good. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. <laughs> That's just like like classic veteran movie. Eh? It's so good. And like... For somebody that uh, you know names himself after the Nature Boy, it's it's such the vibe, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh well, he he says the vibe with his intro. You know, it's yeah. like a, a jazzed up version of you know Ric Flair's intro. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, it, it's it goes hard, so hard. Like, and and people hear the you know ba 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 ba, and they originally are woo woo, yeah. you know, all throughout the stuff. So I mean they get it they're they're you know they they know the deal the gimmick you know yeah, what I mean exactly uh, and and yeah he uh he's man he's on point with it yeah I wouldn't hate a robe I wouldn't hate it yeah but oh and then but as we were talking about the uh, uh, the tombstone into the chair with this one uh-huh. like oh man just for him to be you know a legend but also too he's he's not a, a young chicken you know what I mean <laughs> like. And for him to be doing shit like that, it's like, whoa. It's crazy. All right, bro. Yeah. yeah. Trying to not it piss was... off your wife, and then you're rocking this. <laughs> and I think they even did a spot through a door, too, didn't they? Yeah, I think they did. He got put through a door. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, man. Crazy stuff. It was this killer, was, man. I fucking really love really cool Scoot, to see. Uh, I love And not only boat. that, but um, I feel like it set the tone for what was to possibly come, you know, or what we'll get to later. Well, I'm sure people listening by this point know the outcome of the yeah. event, but it kind of set up for uh, for that later on with uh, Brandon getting a, a victory and you know giving Casey a little bit of momentum into her match. So, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, well, and uh, then uh, going into the next match, uh, we actually had Manders and Hoodfoot. Yes, that's uh, right. Manders last uh, minute fill in, right? Well, and and uh, you said what? 
uh, Manders was like last minute filling for John Wayne, wasn't yes. he? Yes, exactly. Yeah, Manders was last minute for John uh, because John. So, uh, full disclosure. Uh, well, he posted the pictures on his Twitter too. If you go check him out on Twitter, but his elbows were jacked up, man. What happened? Uh, or just so like ongoing? Both, kind of... uh, just just collective damage, you know, over time, yeah. and uh, uh, sometimes they'll swell up. He has to get them drained. Um, that's why he keeps his elbows wrapped the way that he does is because it's just, you know, damage over time and they just swell up from time to time. He has to get the, you know, fluid drained. And, uh, this particular weekend, both of them flared up at the same time. Yeah. So, right, right. so it's not uh, even something he, he can like, quickly I, work through. He's just like, this is too much. He literally texted me and he, uh, cause it was probably, I'd say almost four to five hours of me getting ahead to his house. And, uh, he t- showed up was like, Bro, like, he sent me a picture of his both his elbows, and he's like, I think I'm going to have to cancel. I'm probably going to go to immediate care, like, right now, get it checked out. And wow. I was like, bro, take care of yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he – because I know, I know John's, you know, work worth work ethic, uh, and I know how hard he, you know, wants to go, uh, and it's not even as hard as he goes, you know? Yes. Um, so, he like, if he could, he would work every, every day of the week, you know? Um so, but uh, he definitely needed the time off. So, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, the elbows get better quick because I know he's probably got something next weekend. And, uh, but yeah, he ended up sitting out this, uh, this show. And, uh, like you said, Manders was last minute fill in. Um, he uh, actually made his ICW debut at uh, the, the Battle of the Tough Guys. Um, so, and then now for him to make his chain debut. Uh, against Hoodfoot, who is hotter, man, yo, the chance for Hoodfoot, man, <laughs> gave me chills. Who's like, hotter than Hoodfoot right now? Like? Right, right. Who is hotter than Hoodfoot? Bro, this man, which Manders was there too. Manders was at the uh, the JCW, GCW show that was, you know, not far from where we were running. And so they were able to, both of them were able to double shot. Hoodfoot also was there, but Hoodfoot this weekend did, you know, like just well, he went from Circle Six to uh, the JCW, GCW stuff, uh, settlement series, all that, and then uh, was at ICW that night, um, and then did Naptown Pro yesterday. Like, what the hell? (laughs) So much for taking it easy after you sliced your arm like two weeks ago. You know what I mean? They didn't uh, even think he was going to make that tournament. You know what I mean? And then he not only wins yeah. the damn thing, and then he's in here doing all this shit as well. It, man, he's incredible, dog. Like, and guys, I, I, it's funny because I, I joke about it, but it's it's true. Guys like him and John, I swear they heal like Wolverine. <laughs> I <laughs> like think the legit. body gets used to it, right? Like when you're doing it that often, like it's just I, like this is what we do now. Uh, maybe I guess maybe it just heals up that fuck that fast. Like I I don't know. It's crazy though. It's wild to see, and especially as hard as they go. Uh, and this match was you know hard. Like they went ham in it, and they did all kind of stuff. You know bundles, tubes. Um, at one point, uh, Hoodfoot had a um, it was barbed wire that had like a, almost like a noose tied on it, and he put it around Mander's neck and was yes. like you know pulling on it. Um, yeah, some crazy, crazy stuff in this match. Um, but you know, just 
going back to to, to mention, I, I can't mention enough. It's it's so cool how these guys, you know, went from one you know one event on IWTV came to another event on IWTV. You know, was on like just all over the place. It's just it's awesome, man. Because I, I love both these guys a lot. Steve uh, Manders, <laughs> um, he was coming to IWA Mid South his you know first year in the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, to see him, you know, progress and, and to see where he's at and you know to to really kind of spread his wings and, and and get his name out there through GCW and then also now starting to do other things. Uh, and really get out there, uh, and and while he's cooking and and why he really gets it right now is awesome. But like you said, who's hotter than Hoodfoot, man? And that's my boy. Like I, I love it. So that's that March madness. Really cool. I love it. it. Was it was really cool to be a part of it? Yeah, exactly. While SBO was telling that amazing story, I was literally wrangling the dog as it proceeded to piss on a rug and then tear up the entire room. <laughs> and you did a you did an amazing ver- amazing job carrying the podcast while I did both things. So that was awesome. Uh, she's being an absolute terror. Um, oh, no. but you know what? Her first one, so she's doing all well, right for her first episode. Of course, the the, the people listening they they're not going to hear it. But you know, we had to do some editing because we thought that she was going to pee on the floor, uh, and, and she got she got the best out- of me. <laughs> She was playing possum to lead me astray, and then this, and then this betrayal. But then this betrayal. Yeah, wow. Anyway, well, she fucking got yeah. me in the end. So anyway, yeah, uh, what was after that one? Good co-host right now. What yeah, are you doing? Oh, no, she's. Look, I, I'd like to say I, I also didn't piss myself on my first episode, but that definitely did happen. <laughs> on my on my episode that I recorded on my own two years ago. <laughs> Makes no sense. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, I did. Uh, I did love everything you say, and and Hoodfoot's a fucking star, man. And um, I've only seen like limited stuff from Manders, but I really enjoyed them together. So yeah, I think that was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's so talented, man, and uh, it's really cool to see his progression and where he's at now. So yeah. and uh, like you it. said, like the work ethic too. Like I know that he was. He was elsewhere doing another show, and then it was like hit the car and five hours, whatever journey it was, and like to to make yeah. this show, you know that that's what you got to do, yeah. right? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. It's what you got to do, especially, you know, if the money's there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and if there's places to work, mm-hmm. why not work everywhere? Mm-hmm. I, that's that's my thoughts on it. So, but that's another uh, another topic for another time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, the next match going into it, uh, we had. The H2O boys, um, yes. who they both had hellacious debuts um, at the uh, Battle of the Tough Guy tournament in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so much so that Danny just had to be like, all right, let's throw them against each other and see what the hell they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, and that was Christian Ross and Chris Bradley. Yeah. Um, of course, Christian Ross, the last time we saw him, he got taken out by Slade, uh, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Um, and then. Uh, Chris Bradley, he actually um, was taken out by, you know, a trainer, mentor, boss man, uh, Matt Tremont at the yeah. Tough Guys Tournament. Exactly. Um, Matt's been versus so, all his students lately. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, it's it, I, And I'm sure that's probably how he wants it because especially now that his students are starting to get some steam, mm-hmm. you know, H2O as, as a TV show, you know, on IWTV, yeah. mm-hmm. 
it's getting steam. People are paying attention to it and watching it and, you know, tweeting about it. Like people are starting to know who these guys are. Uh, and, and, you know, and that's why it just makes sense for them to, you know, be on a bigger platform like uh, NHB and stuff. You know Absolutely. what I mean? So, Absolutely. They've already got an audience with them. And let me just, like, let me ask you, what is uh, what's Christian Ross's moniker? Because I remember it being fucking awesome. Was it something like full-time fucking boss Christian Ross? Something like yeah, that? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was something like that. It was something boss. Oh, yeah. man. Because uh, he comes out to I'm a Boss by Meek Mill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, but it, yeah, it's like full time boss or something. Yeah. Oh, man. he had a shirt with it on it. Oh, I just really? can't remember what it is. Oh, yeah, it is something boss though. Whatever it is, uh, it was awesome. It was like a... just, but yeah, but just the way it comes out of Larry's mouth. Yeah, you know the, the way that he announces it, and then yeah. especially with the, you know, something something boss, mm-hmm. Christian Ross, like, perfect. Yeah, it, so, it works. He's so yeah. good. But yeah, two and then Chris, huge men. Oh, well, both these guys, dog. They're they're like size. And just, they're both just such imposing figures, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you look at them and they're just like, oh, yeah, they're going to fuck somebody up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They were, they were like tag champs and stuff at H2O. So, like, together. Oh, so, yeah, okay. they, See, were, they were like together. I haven't watched enough H2O uh, yeah. as much as I've wanted. I've really only kind of like, you know, been able to, uh, I guess, pick and choose matches. And I, I hate even doing that. I'm Me and Jeremy, we talked about on the show back when we were doing I Got, I Got Your Five Stars. We're both completists. We like to watch shows from start to yeah. finish, and mm-hmm. so. But here recently, just because I haven't had much time and there's so much to watch, yeah. that I've been having to go through and pick and choose matches. So I'm the same. But, okay. I hate it. That, that, I hate I it. But it's like that, I need to. I need to tick stuff off. It's they were, crazy. They were tagging. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. No, that was really awesome. Hey, let's do a pause for two seconds. Uh, I'm just going to dump that in the washer real quick, uh, so it doesn't see yeah, yeah, the house, ahead, and, yeah. and we'll be right back here. Hang on one sec. And yeah. I, I think she just needs to fucking finish off. Hang on one moment. Uh, I'll pause it so it's not recording for no reason. Yeah, let me get back uh, to the card. Hold on. Uh, so, uh, but well, we were going to finish up Christian Ross and yes. uh, Chris Bradley. Yeah, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so uh, these two men had a banger, um, beat the crap out of each other, and, and really went out there and, like, you know, showed and proved how bad that they wanted to be, you know, on this level, you know. Yeah, like definitely. And I, I felt like both had done that in Battle for the Tough Guys as well. Um, but but this as well was like two guys that knew each other really well and like trying to do something pretty special. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chris Bradley ended up picking up the win in this. But, you know, Christian Ross also was a winner too. They both got, you know, please come back. Both got a lot of love on Twitter, which just, to be honest, this whole show, the whole weekend, both shows got a lot of love on social media. So Yeah, well deserved. Uh, but uh, but going forward, uh, next was somebody from your neck of the woods, uh, Jordan Sampson against Casanova, yep. uh, Casanova Valentine, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, <laughs> you're gonna have to tell me more about this one because this is one of them I didn't get a chance to watch. I, I snuck outside to get some air, and uh, but yeah, no, that's uh, fine. I, I got you. Just... So uh, the first thing I'd have to say is I want to talk to Sampson. Which is uh, one of my favorite things that I say anytime I hear the name Samson from yeah. <laughs> from half half baked, I believe it is. Um, yeah, I I am very familiar with Samson. Uh, I haven't met him yet, but I have seen you know all his work in DMDU and Matter Society and things like that. Um, they call him the Brick Shit House for obvious reasons. Uh, the dude is an absolute unit and a legit 
like straight up fighter, like badass, like Mutai, like kick your head in type dude. Uh, oh, but awesome. but he does yeah. that that shit that I don't like in that he wrestles with no shoes. Uh, he's just oh, like, Lord. yeah, he's oh, not you like. Know what I think you say it. A, a foot spot. Wasn't there a foot spot in the match? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cass got oh, him yeah. with the the barbed wire bat on his feet. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I looked I looked out of the curtain at that point and I was just like, ah, no, yeah, I, yeah. I hate Pete's butt. I know. I <laughs> I couldn't. I thought for sure the weasel was going on him, but they they swerved us. I went a different way. Uh, uh, what I will say yeah. about Cass is, dude, he's the most fucking over dude in ICW, man. Like, they fucking dude. love him. And for a, for good reason. Bro. A good reason. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And every time, like, uh, one of the coolest moments in ICW history, last time we were at the Newark venue, I believe, him and Satu, when they had that standoff. Yes. I was Satu Jen and Cass uh, Nova, Satu Jen. Yeah. And, yeah, every time, bro. They're super behind Cass. Of course, you know, he, he lives that that's his, you know, neck of the woods. That's his yeah. area. That's his, you know, home court, you yeah. know. Uh yeah. so Brooklyn is just right across the bridge. So um he, you know, definitely had the home court advantage when it came to the crowd in that sense. So yeah. Uh but yeah, Jordan uh, Jordan Sampson, like you said, looks like a legit badass. Mm-hmm. Uh haven't got to see a lot of his stuff, so um, but I definitely, I, I peeked my head out a few different times and, and I was just like, Oh, like, uh, whenever he ended up, uh, getting, uh, the stinger and he was, you know, hitting him over the head with it. Yeah, stuff. exactly. Uh, he so, just, uh, he essentially was by ref stoppage. It had to be stopped because yeah, he had yeah. him down and was just stingering the hell out of him. Um, it was, yeah, it was yeah. gr- a great match, really hard hitting. And, uh, Samson got that, you know, please come back chant, uh, was going to leave. And then Danny actually came out. And was like, well, you heard him, you know, kind of thing, which is was really awesome. I I really enjoyed the match, and I thought they worked great together. Yeah. Um, Cass is like, you know, an original DMDU guy. You know what I mean? The the company was oh, sort yeah. of born off his original tour. Um, so okay. uh, he's going to be over here in like uh, Melbourne in October for the ICW yeah. DMDU shows. And I'm sure this maybe isn't the last of this one. I would, I would love to see them to go a, go it again because they were they were awesome oh, together. Yeah. It'd be cool to run that back over, you yeah, know, over in sure. Australia. Absolutely, it would be. It'd be killer. It'd be absolutely killer. Um, so, uh, then going into the next one, we got another DMDU guy. Yes. Uh, this one was York against Slade. Dude, this uh, was fucking hectic. Supposed to be, it was originally supposed to be York and Schlack, mm-hmm. uh, but... I feel like Slade was a great fill-in, man. Slade's uh, terrifying. Slade is a maniac, terrifying, like you said. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yo, people were telling me, and and then Ryan even told me on Sunday when we were at the game, like York is a maniac. <laughs> York, like, York is—he's not fucking around, and he is the sweetest dude ever when you meet him. But he—he he will fucking go. Like he's crazy. Dude. He's been doing death matches since Dream last year was his first death match, that first okay. uh, like light tubes match against Joel Bateman. We're now like a year later and he's doing shit like that. Like Word. he's Incredible. no that, fucking uh, joke, dude. He's that sidewalk he's slam off the platform. Get fucked. Yeah. Nuts. I'm like so from my vantage point, I'm like, okay, what the hell are these guys doing? Yeah. And I'm like, oh no, please don't fall. You know, like that that's my first thought. Uh because that platform is very hard to maneuver and obviously getting up there with the chains. 
is even harder. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But then when you try and get two guys up there, uh, I was just like, okay, what are we doing, guys? And then the sidewalk slam onto the barbed wire door with the tubes taped to it. Insane. Oh, crazy. And like fucking him, he hit Slade in the back with that cricket bat covered in gussets as if we didn't fucking learn that lesson from Alex Ocean and Akira back in the pit fucking a year or plus ago. And then just like Slade is gushing. I was so It was uh, Ocean and Murdoch. Oh, sorry, it was Ocean and Murdoch. That's right. And then it was Akira, like, say, I think it was the next day, and that was a really um, – people were really excited for that match, but Ocean couldn't go. He was fucked. Like, yeah. he – yeah, absolutely. That's it. It was Ocean and Murdoch, and, like, like Slade's back, like, the, the amount of blood loss, like, his jeans are just – Dude, like, oh. his arm was disgusting. Dude. It was – yeah, it was thick. And, I, like, I was in on his arm. You know, kept checking on him, like, to make sure he wasn't passing out. He just kept giving me scary eye look. Yeah, don't ask him. Don't don't, uh-huh. don't fucking piss him off. No, I wasn't trying to piss him off. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just, what... I would never question the man. He's too scary. <laughs> he do whatever no. the fuck he wants. He walk out if he doesn't want to wrestle anymore, if he does let him. Do you see like... how much blood this man is losing, though? And then not only that. It's not your like, choice, it's his go choice. Go back to that cricket bat. When he hit him across the back, it came off the bat. No. It's stuck into his back as a strip of carpet i mean of uh, of of gussets i know across his goddamn shoulder blade terrifying like it was new uh, it man. was like oh. I, I posted i this was like so this sick. has been a great card but this is actually fucking hectic as fuck like this is yeah, terrifying oh, dude, this yeah uh, it was that perfect yeah, like yeah perfect marriage when two psychopaths it, like, like team up oh, and man. it's like dude there's nothing off limit oh. here and york was there like I mean, he was expecting to be wrestling Schlack, so he came expecting to be fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, then so Schlack pulls up, and apparently all he said to Danny was like, just get me a killer. like. And then he's like, all right, you want a killer? Here's a legitimate killer. Nobody knows if he's actually come from Rikers as a you know bona fide serial killer. And yeah. fucking hell, hey. dude. It was, it was crazy. I think what he did to Hoodfoot, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the crowd was too shocked to even really understand it. Like, because, like, everybody chanted for Samson after he finished, but I felt like after Slade and York, York didn't get that chant because everybody was just fucking shook. You know what I mean? They were like, what the fuck did we just see? Because I I honestly believe York's the fucking man, (laughs) and I believe he's going to be huge, and I think just the crowd was literally shook. No, you're right. Well, and it, same here. Like because the the chair shots he was hitting them with, and he was blocking. You know, getting his arms up, uh, and, and but yeah. was still like eating just from the reverberation. So I guess hitting his arms, maybe hitting himself in the head, and like and that's what ended up putting him down. Because like, I, like I was gonna give him every chance that he could, and uh, he just kept giving him headshot after headshot after head, and eventually like. <laughs> So and whenever I stepped in front and he had the chair up, I was like, "Please don't hit me!" <laughs> like that was my only thought. Like I was just like, "I'm stepping in front, it's over." But please don't hit me, because like, he had the chair up to hit one more time. And I was just like, "Yeah, that was crazy, crazy match." Ah, it's so much fun though. Absolutely, it was. It was. It was a total fucking bloodbath, and Slade didn't look like it affected him for one single second. Uh, was not bothered about it. Like, yeah. Lost like, all that blood, and he was still, like, 
I, I tried to raise his hand and he said, no, get off me. I'm, I'm getting out of here. Yeah. Like, I'm going back to what I was working on my truck or whatever the hell is laid. Uh, <laughs> Fucking hell. Who knows what he does? I guess like, I don't know, tattooing people in prison yards or something like that. It's like lifting <laughs> weights know. in prison. Yeah. Who knows? But I don't, I don't, I'm so scared of him. Fights and goes home. Yeah, uh, exactly. Or, who knows? I don't Fuck know. Work off. release? Is, it, is, this, is this what like, death match is? Is work release? I think it's work is release. That that's, the, that's the only explanation. Uh, Who would we okay. have after that, brother? <laughs> so after that, we went into our semi-main event. Yeah. Uh, we had Big F and Joe <sighs> against the... As I said on Twitter, and I think I mentioned it earlier, the iconic bulldozer Matt Tremont, the legend, man. Uh, this match right here, I know, was a, a big, huge match for uh, for Joe, something that he had been begging for. Um, so, uh, yeah, you go ahead and tell me what your thoughts on was on, on this. Of course, you alluded earlier to uh, what would become of Matt Tremont's face. Uh, but, Dude, yeah, this nuts. It was... Like, as if that wasn't, like, enough of a bloodbath towards the end of the card anyway, then this, I would say, was an all-time classic. Like, war, like uh, like a deathmatch war, you know? And yeah. and uh, from what I understand, this match was supposed to happen at Volume 2. It then yeah. happened at Volume 32. So yeah. these guys have been waiting 30 events to finally think, get uh, to this place. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think Struggles had said uh, it was supposed to happen at, at two, like mm-hmm. you had said. Yeah. Then it was happened somewhere else. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, maybe, oh, crap. Uh, I don't remember where it was. Anyway, regardless, it was supposed to happen somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. I remember where it was, but fuck them. We're not going to talk about it. Yeah, well, anyway, uh, they were waiting to fight at ICW No Holds Barred since volume right, two. Finally get it at that 32, like you yeah. said, 30 mm-hmm. shows later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this and for them to it, it showed how bad they wanted it especially because i know for a fact that uh the ref uh shiny shoes uh, and also to ryan were both trying to tell tremont that they got to stop it or either go home or whatever yeah and tremont like no get more tubes yeah. so not fucking around <laughs> in any way it was an absolute all-time classic war uh, I think what some would say was, you know, one of the best to ever do it in American deathmatch wrestling versus yeah. one of the best, if not, you know, currently the best, you know, you, uh, United Kingdom, English, British deathmatch wrestlers in the same yeah. place at the same time. And Joe came in hot, man. He was looking to fuck Matt up. He was trying to get in his mind immediately. And they went to war and... When Matt's in it, when he's in that deep water, he doesn't fuck around, and he he sustained like a real fucking you know lifer gash on his his face. Just kept going, brutal, brutal, brutal. And then at the end, like after he fucking wins, they both sit up and they're like laughing, and Joe just kind of gestures to his face like, "Ha ha, got ya." And Matt's like, "Hey, what fun!" Like <laughs> a pair of certified psychopaths in their element. Uh, you the, the ledger you gets it done, and then afterwards, Joe challenges him to do it again in the United Kingdom. So yeah. Matt may have to stamp the old passport one more time and get over there. But they they were magic together, man. I really, really liked it. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, it was so much fun. You know, uh, this was the the one match that 
because yeah, I'm, when it comes to uh, especially when I'm on matches or I'm on shows with uh, people that I really like. Um, you know, I'll be like, Hey, what do you want? You know what I'm saying? I, before I mm-hmm. do anything, like, what, what would you want? And he said, I really want three months. I said, all right. I said, it's going to be wild. And I didn't even know that the Tokyo towers were for their match. You yeah. Know what I mean? mm-hmm. Uh, so, but then when I saw them getting set up in the ring for that, and the match I, just opens with those, <laughs> cause I've worked with those before at IWA and stuff. Like yeah. those things are crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, so told him i was like not that i didn't think he could handle it i just kind of wanted to reiterate like hey this is gonna be nuts you know Mm -hmm. um and uh yeah it it was really cool uh the the shirt that joe had made uh was (laughs) man that was h2 joe yeah h2 joe yeah uh and uh so but yeah very very violent no he was hitting him in the legs with the tubes and stuff oh it was nasty it's they always go for the legs with joe and like it's funny because like you know, other other dudes wear trunks and, you know, and it's not particularly, like, it's just the weight, like, the aesthetic of the Y-fronts and then the exposed legs uh-huh. just makes them seem so vulnerable, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's just, it's something that's his that when they attack that and stuff like that, it just seems okay. so much more savage. Yeah, these, but I, I would definitely say that, like, the, the way that these last two matches, last, I guess, three matches of the show, yeah. but... The, the 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 match we talked about before and this big Joe and Tremont how it just set up perfect for this main mm-hmm. uh, almost just like a perfect alley oop in basketball it absolutely was, uh, mm-hmm. th- these last three were violent not to take away from anything else from the show yeah uh, but holy crap man like he big Joe and, and like you up. said Matt with the the cut on his face and like mm-hmm. he gets to the back and we're like trying to like not freak him out, but like be like, "Yo, oh, that's bad." Like, mm-hmm. like you, you probably should go, like, go to the hospital right now. And then, like, his wife is like, "Yeah, you need to go to the hospital, Matt." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh no, nah, is it really that bad? What do you mean?" Like, <laughs> and we're just like, "Yo, no, Matt, it's bad." Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, this man was fucking on fire not even that long ago. You know what I mean? He'd be like, "Oh, this, guess- it's but a flesh wound." Like, he wouldn't even care, right? Right. I'd yeah. be like, well, scramble the day, fucking flying doctor right now. Face had a match with Brandon Kirk. What's that? You know, uh, I said, well, and then the next day. What? Sunday. He wrestled day, again. He he had a match against Brandon Kirk with stitches in his face. Now, to be fair, I don't know how much actual wrestling they did because the clip that I saw from the match, they were both sitting in rocking chairs in the ring and they were reading the paper with glasses on. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Like Brandon Kirk bumped the smoke off of Matt. So, and they, they were both going to light it. What, what event was this? Because I'm going to have to watch it. Uh, Sean Henderson presents. Oh, yeah. uh, cheap plug for that. Yeah, I'll go ahead and pl- uh, plug any H2O product. Yeah. Uh, Sean Henderson presents was uh, it streamed live last night. I'm not sure if the the uh, the replay is up yet or not, but yeah. Uh, that that was one of the matches that happened last night. So definitely uh, go check that out. Tuco Scorpio was also on the show. Oh, that's hot. So, I'll make sure yeah. I check it out. Cheap plug also. Joe had a match against Kobe Carino last night. Oh, hot. Yep. That apparently I heard was insane. He took like wild bumps through barbed wire, like all kind of different shit that was just like nasty. That's but, it. Uh, but yeah, we're just kind of alley-oop into the, the main event, of course. Yes, exactly. So main event time. And we're talking about the number one contender, unfuckwithable Casey Kirk, 
versus, right. versus uh, the smash hit Joel Bateman, Triple Crown champion Joel Bateman. Uh, and this uh, had a huge big fight feel. The crowd was going up wild from the second case he came out. And then Joel comes out, but also he was bringing a little bit of like evil energy with him. He had his boys with him and he had like his, you know, full announcement on his phone and stuff like that. So we were seeing a little bit of an attitude change from Joel uh, as he was, you know, he's wanting to maintain his titles and also, you know, uh, make sure he's recognized as the true champion that he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, but also too, like you said, it made it feel even like a more of a bigger fight feel, you know? And like, uh, and then of course, um, not to jump too far ahead, there was a spot where you know his, the boys that got involved and yes. uh, and got chased off. Yeah, and the the locker the, room cleared. To, yeah, uh, which to... it, you know having the locker room around the ring for for Casey to have the moment later. But like I said, not to jump too far ahead, but yo, like some, what what was some of your favorite stuff from this? Because like I, uh, there was a lot of like really good stuff. It wasn't very long, no. uh, which it didn't need to be. I feel like no. and. Uh, but uh, but they went really really wild with the the time that they put in, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, just quote violent violent. Of course, skinny tubes got got involved. They always get uh, involved. Okay. Yeah, yeah. T- tell me what uh, what some of your favorite stuff. From this oh, was. I mean the the entire thing was like like you said, it was really fast paced. It was really hard hitting. You were seeing like big lariats out of both of them. Right. It was you were seeing like the mean headbutts. pile drivers, headbutts galore. A couple of headbutts that were like real close. Yeah, like the psycho driver. Yeah, two point nine. You know, yeah, like yeah, 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 exactly. And I guess I mean, there's no time like the present to really address the controversy from this match. The referee assisting Casey Kirk. Wait, what? what what I would call the NHB thirty two screw job when referee oh, no. SPO hands Casey Kirk a weapon while she's on top of the <laughs> on top of the platform to dethrone the champion. What do you have to say for yourself? Hold on. Time out as I would do for Joel if he were to ask. Did you not hear Casey yell Sean? Like I've done it before in matches. Like okay. sometimes okay. the wrestlers need a little bit of assistance. Right. Look, I helped Joel set up the chairs. Actually, that is true. I have seen you set up doors you know, and assist with things before. That is it, true. It just, I, for look, okay. Obviously, I'm Australian. Topic? I'm feel, I'm feeling patriotic. Is, I was just is the fix in. That's all I want to know. Uh, well, okay. Look. <laughs> 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 Terrible. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, but like, what, but it, that is a good subject to bring up as far as like you know me being a ref and all that, mm-hmm. and like referee kind of assisting and, and different shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I I just like to kind of keep things moving along, you know. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's gonna happen anyway, like, so you might as well get it popping right? one by one by one. Some people are smart about it, and he kept beating on her as he was like setting up another chair. Mm-hmm. And he would grab another chair and he would like hit her with it. And then he would set it up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like he was smart psychology wise with it still. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even still, it was still, uh, I think one of the guys, one of the Australian guys even like said, Hey ref. And like pointed at a chair and told me to grab it. And that's what actually made me pick that last chair up Yeah, was just to be like, you know, and then it was funny cause uh, Joel even gave me a look. Like he was like, Hey, I wanted that to use it to hit her. Like, I don't think that was a look he gave me, but he just gave me a look, and he yeah. was like, and then he shrugged his shoulders, picked her up, and went to set her up. Uh, but yeah, it just 
like I said, it just kind of helps keeps things moving along. And and uh, and when Casey asks me for it, uh, I mean, it, it, she needs it, you know. And she's not be able to reach it like that. I guess got to got to keep no things moving along. I'm right? just checking. No I'm just checking. That's you know, it's a obviously. I my alliance with DMDU is well documented. Joel's a friend. A friend. I may have a little bit of, you know, I, I think he handled himself maybe questionably that night, but I just had to address it real quick to make sure just where you were because I saw the locker room came out. Sure. You may have been sure. feeling additional pressure from the locker room to assist Casey. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, you know, hey, it might as well be handed to her and, and, let's, and not let one of the other wrestlers for instance, like, you know, her husband, who was a wrestler, get involved. And then, then that yeah. would be interference, right? And then that that exactly. would be, yeah. yeah. I just wasn't sure if you were a little bit hot. You got pulled out of the ring at one point. I just, yeah. you know, no, you know what I'm saying? No, and, no, I wasn't hot. Mm. If I was hot, I would have threw him out. Yeah. You know? Well, that's true. Give so, one of these. Yeah, I would have gave him the, you know, the, uh, well, yeah, you can't yeah. see him on the video. I got the card pulled up right now. but We all know the, what the, the motion is. Then I throw him out with the big finger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you're out of yeah. here. One of those. <laughs> all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you didn't do that. So, you know, you're a professional. Uh, we were cool. I was yeah. like, yo, you keep your hands off of me. And then all of a sudden, the, the locker room cleared, so I didn't have anything to do with that. I was like, all right, I'm getting back in. And, and so. I mean, anybody that asks, oh, you could say, you know, someone takes an inch, someone else takes an inch, it's fine because at the end of the day, you're you're there for the fans and you want to see the contest concluded. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a little bit of exactly. leeway given that he had a fucking dude pull you out, which is technically, you know, not that above board. And then, you know, you you maybe handed somebody something or whatever. That's, you know, it's all the same. Everybody's just keeping it all moving. Keeping it moving, exactly. Keeping it moving. Let's get <laughs> so, a result. Let's yeah, get it. Yeah, man. Uh, but let me – we got to talk about when I hit that three, man, uh, one of the – one of my favorite things about being a ref is hitting the one, two, three and the big explosion pop. And that was one of the craziest ones, if not the craziest I've ever experienced in my career. I'll tell you that straight up. Uh, it was like, I, and I, I knew it was going to be as soon as I hit it. And, uh, but, oh man, I, I think I've watched it. That The clip that Danny posted, I'll just say that one. I'm not sure whose video it was. Cause I saw somebody else had posted it originally, uh, but I saw Danny reposted it. And, uh, and it, I've probably watched that clip, I'd say, good. Uh, 30, 40 times yeah, wow. just because of the one, two, three. <sighs> like it's, it was insane. Uh, but yeah, it was one of the craziest moments. And then, uh, of course, you know, Brandon coming in and putting the belt on her, uh, and with the whole locker room being out there and all that, like it was just so cool, man. Uh, and then not only that, but of course, as I was talking about earlier, the, the love on social media was insane. Like so many people were tuned in, watching, you know, what I mean? and all that. Like, uh, it it really felt like a huge, huge moment. You know what I'm saying? Like just uh, in like independent pro wrestling. You know, not just a, and, and I mean, of course, a deathmatch wrestling, but like it just it, it felt like it, it shook ways to wrestling in general. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. talk about a weekend that did that in general. We're talking about two, yeah, two yeah. evenings back to back. Two. Huge championship matches, yeah. both of which crowned yeah. female champions, which is amazing. Right. Like that—that's huge. Like, huge. yeah, it's absolutely. Two, 
that are killing it and are, that are legit badasses. You know legit what I mean? like, badasses. You know, uh, like when I grew up watching wrestling, it was like the Davis doing bulldogs and hair tosses and stuff like yeah. that. You know, and now right. that like people are like, you know, everything feels very <laughs> even and yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Masha is one of the toughest, you know, yeah. like meanest yeah. uh, people in wrestling. Uh, <laughs> and Casey Kirk, yo, well, first off, Casey Kirk, I posted uh, about how she, uh, I made a post and I said how her tenacity and her toughness uh, are unlike anybody's in the business. Like uh, some of the things that she's gone through on the, the you know, path to her, uh, finally getting, you know, the, the belt and, and her flowers and everything that, you know, she deserves. Uh, she's been through some shit, man. Like she's yeah, took some really hard bumps. Only imagine. Of course bit her mouth against Brandon, you know what I mean? Like, that was scary, because she just starts bleeding out of her mouth, and I'm like, yo, are you good? She's like, yeah, are my teeth there? <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, just so, like, and, like, the, the thing about it, like, uh, that I'd also mentioned in that same post was uh, just to be, like, a small part of it, because I believe pretty much every one of her matches that she's won, uh, I was the ref for. Yeah. Um, and, and, and this whole, you know, run, uh, just to be like a small part of it is just—it's really nuts. It, like with all the different, you know, because I, I do a lot of scrolling as far as the hashtag and all that, and like I'll just see post after post and and being in the pictures and shit is just—it's like a pinch myself because it's just like wow, it's it's really a, a big deal. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, but yeah, Casey is awesome. Uh, the what what really like struck me. It's like, wow. Uh, I don't know if you saw what Mickey Knuckles posted. No, I didn't. Uh, check out Mickey Knuckles' tweet when you get the chance. Mm -hmm. But she had said basically how congratulations to Casey and how she is the uh, best American deathmatch wrestler or best female American deathmatch wrestler going right now. Wow. And that, that's yeah. big words from one of the, the best oh, yes. to ever do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yep. Yeah. So that's so awesome. Uh, and you know, like people like Mickey, like Randy, you know, like yeah. all the shit they went through to sort of pave the way to get to this moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I've, I've interviewed both women before uh, and some of the stories they've told me, you know, and things they've been through, you know, to gain respect in locker rooms and, you know, oh, yeah. and, and like all that kind of stuff, you know, like when it wasn't taken seriously to get to this point now where uh, a female can be like the American deathmatch champion, you know, the yeah. the top of this company through an organic, you know, movement that sort of fell behind her and, and her wins and her personality and stuff. It's really, really yeah. amazing uh, that it's got to this point well, and that, that, that it's, it's awesome. So this weekend was crazy cool, like to be a part of, and for, you know, like you said, history making for, both companies have put their strap on a female. Yeah. Uh, but like, um, it was cool also because, uh, like just to, to know Mickey and, and like you said, hear her stories and I've talked to her a, a lot about some of the shit she's been through too. And, uh, but also too, I was around when amazing Maria had won Prince of the death match, yes. uh, for IWA South. Yeah. Uh, she was the second female to ever win a, you know, male deathmatch tournament. Yeah. Uh, it was, you know, Prince, and then that got her a spot in the King. Mm -hmm. um, I think she was second to Lefisto. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, 
Yeah. Uh, and like, dog, I remember that. And like, granted, that was just little old IWA Mid-South, whatever you want to say about it. You know, it, it is what it is. Um, because obviously look at where they're at now. But um, as far as like that was, I feel like it, it made waves. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and like right now you have two of the major American deathmatch titles on women right now. You know what I mean? With Reina Yamashita, and then you've also got yes. now Casey. Yeah, it's That's, crazy. Dude, incredible, bro. Yeah. And they're legit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, believable. they're so legit. Like, and in even in the Dream Tournament, like, no, Joel, Joel won fuck. Dream, but what's that? Excuse, I said, oh, sorry to cut you off. Uh. I said, Casey was fucking Joel up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's no, there's no half step in here. I was going to say, but like, even in Dream, like, there was women in the Dream Tournament. Like, I thought Vixen had every chance in the world of winning that tournament. Yeah. You know, like, it's it's oh, just so important it, yeah. and so awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. It's really cool to see. It's great to see. And, uh, yeah, like, it, well, and just this weekend alone proves it. The, the, the you know, stars of both uh, both nights ended up being women, you know. Well uh, people with the, with the championship, you yeah. know, the, the big – you know, <laughs> the big one. And and both, the best part yeah. is that it doesn't feel like it's like uh, pandering or ticking a box or anything like that. Like, look how forward we are or any of that oh, bullshit. Both of them uh, are yeah. organic, real stories yeah. that have just happened. You know what I mean? I think some of the right. most damaging stuff is when it's just like, look, we're doing this, you know, from promotion. That's not this at all. Like, these are no. these are both, they're, they're the, the best and the most, you know, uh, the best in their companies and it, and it shows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 1000%. Yeah. Like Casey straight up earned this man. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the matches that she put herself through in the last, what, what has it been? Six months. Would you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since she's really been like, on yeah, this, I, th- like, I think so. I mean, she just and, started being like my husband, like, you know, yeah. just kind of introducing yeah. Brandon look where she's now. Yeah. Now she's, oh man. And like, Every time she's out there, whoever she's in a ring with, even when she beat Eric Ryan, it was all of it was like believable, yeah. you know. So, yeah, it's but I, man, who knows what what's next? I would love to see a Mickey Knuckles versus uh, 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 Casey for the for the strap. Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh, that <laughs> bring it on! I mean, it'd be crazy. Or like. I mean, there's a few different women you could line up there, you know, like, uh, like, Sadika, <laughs> yeah. like. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Sadika and Gacy. Are we ready for that? No, nobody's <laughs> ready for that. <laughs> That's going to be too yeah. fucking hectic. We've put that chaos into the universe now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, uh, oh, 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 man. What? It's yeah. Hectic. It is absolutely hectic. But it's going to be interesting seeing Casey's run play out, seeing how Brandon reacts to it because you you know he's uh, he, you know he he's got his oh, eyes yeah. on that championship too, and now his wife hey. holds it. So what's that mean? You know, right? I already saw people like trying to plant seeds and speculate like mm-hmm. maybe he might this and that, and yeah. maybe he'll get jealous. Yeah. So I was thinking yeah. that like yeah. I was like I I was watching I was glued to the screen until like the feed went off the air because I just you know. He's got a history, man. So you you got to keep your eye on him. And I'm like, like, is anything going to happen? Uh, you know, he uh, uh, ultimately, yeah, he got the win earlier. Mm-hmm. 
but he had to, you know, kick him in the balls to do it first. So, yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. He's still a bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. Still a naughty, naughty man. Speaking of naughty men, <laughs> well, I have, a, I have a naughty girl slash puppy here that really wants to tear this place up. So I think we're going to wrap this up real quick. And we'll call that that. But I want to thank you for making time and just doing this impromptu with me. This was super fun. Yeah, it's always fun hanging out oh, with yeah, you, bro. Absolutely. And uh, and yeah, yes. what a weekend of shows, dude. So killer. Well, yeah, 1,000%. I appreciate you bringing me on, man. Like you said, always. last minute. Yeah. So, Straight yeah, up, man. Uh, Straight up. Take care of that, pun, that demon oh, puppy. Oh, yeah. There's something happening here. <laughs> like, there is something brewing here, okay? But, dude, I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, I want to thank ICW, No Holds Barred, and Expect the Unexpected yeah. Wrestling for just putting on banger shows. And for Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Independent Wrestling, IWTV. If you don't have a membership, what the fuck are you doing? I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast because it's 99% of what I cover. So you got to be <laughs> watching that show. Um, right. Dude. Always a pleasure to hang out with you. For everybody out there, make sure you check out SPO on social media. What's the what's the address there, man? Official SPO five hundred two across yeah. everything. Yeah, there you go. That's all you need to be up with my man here. And dude, for SPO, for Ice and Fields, and for Mochi the Maltese that's about to fucking wreck this entire house. I just want to say it's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Peace out, my dude. Peace. I love you, bro. Love you too. You, peace, mate. Thanks for spending your time listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. Faces and Feels is a DIY project recorded and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Faces Feelscast, or just head straight to our link tree, linktr.e slash facesfeelscast to find all the info you'll ever need about the show. You can stream the episodes, be directed to your favorite podcast providers, find links to all our social media platforms and sponsors, and you can even buy me a coffee. If you have any questions, topic suggestions, or interview requests, you can send us an email to facesandfeels at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and Spotify. A banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. My body is a roadmap of pain. DeathmatchWorldwide.com, the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. Yo, let me stop you right there. I just need to holler at everybody and tell them about NordVPN. This service has been a bit of a game changer for me, man. Not only are they one of the first services, you know, to believe in me and to believe in this podcast, which is pretty amazing, but it's also been great to like pick up my internet access and throw it around the world. 
I've been able to access all the streaming services. I've been able to check out different shopping sites. It's keeping me safe and sound on the internet and protecting all of my important data. It's been pretty damn awesome. So if you want to give it a chance for yourself, if you want to try it out, if you want to get amongst the glory that is NordVPN, just go to nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan and at one additional month for free. Uh, it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, which is pretty sweet. So yeah, nordvpn.com slash feels and use the code feels. Now let's get back to the interview. <laughs> Vinyls and Violence, a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalized Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something. 